anything to do with a certain religion, do you think? No, is there anything is it? like that? No, no it's no, more to do no. with a kind of a drug, isn't it? It's a drug. Yeah, well, those that take it want to be, ought to be ashamed well. of themselves. there were thousands of empty ecstasy wrappers littering the floor of the 250-foot-long hangar. Drugs, sex, sensation. Some newspapers have called Acid House Music a sinister and evil cult which lures young people into drug-taking. The message is certainly getting across. The organizers kept the location secret until the very last moment, which was the main reason, according to the papers, where there were so few police here and they were unable to act. Drug-crazed kids, some as young as 12, boogied for eight hours yesterday at Britain's biggest ever ecstasy bash. The party took place here, infiltrated by reporters from the Mail and the Sun. There's, there's meant to be a drugs-related craze. What do you know about acid house music? It must affect the brain in some way. Unless it's just the music that does it. it. Oh, All no. them lights flashing don't do you any good either, do it? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even go in the no. pub where them lights are. Oh, no, they Okay, welcome to the 88 podcast with yours truly, Wayne Anthony. And on today's podcast, we've got an absolute legend, a chap that's been in the game for over three decades now. And so we welcome to the podcast, Joe from Labyrinth. What's going on, yeah. Joe? Yeah, pleasure to be here, mate. We've, uh, like you say, over 30 years worth, haven't we? 30 years in the game. And the thing is, I was you. you're very similar to Richard in that from Raindance, in that you've still got a lot of energy for it. You know, you've been doing it for so long and you're still really up for it. You're still really keen for it. I mean, where do you get that energy, mate? I, I, yeah, I suppose it's uh, it doesn't ever leave you. I, I tried. I had a, a seven-year period of time where, you know, I'd split from Sue and we didn't have a great time at the Pleasure Rooms. It was really difficult, the end of that. Sure. And I had seven years off. And I think that was the recharge. And I didn't realise how much I'd missed it until... You know, someone out of the blue managed to drag me to an event. And, you know, I got involved and I couldn't believe that I'd been hibernating for, for so long. And it was almost like someone had lit the paper again. But, sure. yeah, it, um, it doesn't leave you. Um, sure. That, and the thing is, now, Joe, because, like, people know who you are as well, so you get a lot of that love and a lot of that respect as well. So apart from when uh, you, you know, when you go out of your immediate friends, apart from your immediate friends knowing you, it's like every, everyone in the gaff knows you. And so you get a lot oh, of that warmth, don't you? It's, it's a nice thing. It's, it's, look, I mean, it's unreal. I mean, you know, I, I know lots of different people and some strange things have happened over the years. Um, I was at Liverpool Street once on a, on a we were all having a drink in a, a, a local pub there. And we're standing outside having a cigarette and we were doing you know, with suits and ties. These are people who have nothing to do with the rave game. And yeah. a guy comes up, prods me, Joe, thank you for the best years of me. Like he got on the floor and started bowing to me. Go on. And these people, these people I was with, they'd never ever seen or knew anything about yeah. you know, part of my life. <laughs> you know, things like Excellent. that along the way, they humble you to bits, mate. They touch you, you mate. Know, they do. Everyone, whether it's a photograph, you know, whatever, sweet. Sure, definitely. And the thing is, I mean, obviously, over the years, you, you've obviously experienced different musical leaps. You know, obviously, you know, punk rock days, skinhead days. 
And then I see a picture of you, like in the 1970s, outside a, a pub in Tottenham. It looked like you yeah. had a bit of a mullet. It looked like you might have been wearing flares yeah. in that photo. Was you wearing flares in that photo? They was, I don't know if you remember those those very wide trousers. I thought so, uh, mate. At the time. <laughs> they weren't flares. Uh, you know, no, they, no, they no. Were followed, some of them um, a little while later had like two or three belt loops and things like that. It was, it was that it. sort of time. That's yeah, right. I remember, um, you know, I was a kid. I, I, you know, I was born in '66, but I honestly remember as a kid that was the style. I remember the tops because the tops were quite tight, wasn't they? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's quite tight, yeah. and and the look in those days, like it was all slim chaps. Most of the lads were all slim, wasn't they? You know, and then you had the wide trousers. You know, yeah. so so I, I mean, mean the... yeah. Sorry, mate. Go on. Sorry, now you're right. My my yeah. uh, my, my my youth, as it were. Uh, there were no parental controls really around me. I used to go off and, and you know, as a sort of 13, 14 year old, I'd travel off up the Northern Line to, to places like Barnet and, you know, we'd get any number of buses to these weird and wonderful little skinhead clubs dotted around the place. Excellent. And it was an eye opener. You know, we used to go to Barnet Char, we used to go to Finchley Con. It was unheard of sure. for, for people around my area to travel like that. Totally. And, um, you know, we would come across, you know, these different areas like the Archway Mob and the, the Camden Tongs and the Finchley Tongs, all these little groups of people in them skinhead days. Yeah, because um, that's the thing. For people that are listening, every different little crew had their own names, didn't they? And a lot of people, and, the crews named after the areas that they were from. Oh, and, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, you know I remember being on the, the tube. We pulled into Archway. There was five of us. You know, there must have been a hundred of them getting on. Oh. You know, this little archway, mother. And you know, you know, and you're all dressed up, yeah. You got your boots on, you got your braces oh, on, your crombies, yeah. The pipe in, everything. You know what I mean? Stood out like. <laughs> God, son. Uh, and um, yeah, eventful days, mate. Growing yeah. up, and I was a skinhead. Going through that, <laughs> I yeah, was a skinhead yeah. as well, mate. I was sent home. Yeah, they sent me. Home. I was at Tottenham County Grammar. I've been there about six months. Got me head shaved. It would have been about 1970, I think, the first one. Cool. And um, straight home, straight yeah. home, not yeah. to come back. Until I was, and I had a razor part in and not to come back to school until it had gone. Cool. And, um, yeah. That's what, which would have been months. But I mean, I remember when I was a skinhead, I was still at secondary school. And I would leave I'd, in my fifth year. I was like in my fifth year. Yeah, it's fifth year. And I would leave uh, my house in the school uniform and in my sports bag. I'd have my boots and my jeans <laughs> and half, yeah, yeah. And, and halfway to school, I would take it off and, and put that uniform on. But the amount of fights I had, mate, when I was a skinhead, I mean, oh, mate, it was like, it, 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 I remember the whole was, school that, being outside waiting for me one day and it was, I came out and it was oh, like, that, dude. That, that, that term that covered everything, isn't it? Who you yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. It covered everything. You know what I mean? That, that was the doorway to yeah, the problems, yeah. as it were, in them days. You know what I mean? Just For sure. Someone, who you um, and then, yeah, and then the whole, and then the punk fine. thing happened as well, didn't it? I mean, the skinhead thing was great. The music, uh, you know, uh, my uncle he managed bad manners. I mean, I think that was probably the second wave, wasn't I it? I knew, I knew, I knew. Um, Dougie yeah, Dougie really and well. that lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, so the, the madness lot used to go in the Brownswood Tavern and Suggsy my and mate that. Johnny Murphy. That's it. You know, I'm the Chelsea. Yeah. They were all Arsenal except him. He was Chelsea. Yeah. But um, then, then you know that that bad manners firm were a bit of that. I've, I've sure. touched on the edge of them because they knocked around in the Brownswood Tavern down Finsbury Park. Okay, and, yeah. Um, I, was living, I was living around there at the time and, and I, I saw them and met them and they come away. But that, that was a different sort of thing. Totally, that was a mate. second, there was like a second wave. That was a Congress. second wave. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. And then that, and again, we had that second wave in the punk thing because of a lot of us that were skinheads, we went straight into the punk 
thing, you know, and then yeah. that was it. One week we were skinners, the next week we're like we're like punks, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Punk well, girlfriends again, spitting in each yeah. other's mouth, you and your girlfriend, that punk kiss. Ah, oh, mate, oh. dreadful. But yeah, yeah. that's what we did, you know. One of my pals, um, you know, uh, Johnny Stevens, he still looks after Johnny Rotten, um, Rambo, they call him. Go on. And he, he, from, from football days again, you know, Dave Smith and Johnny Stevens, I think they now, they work directly with Johnny Rotten now. But Go I, I've got to know some of that lot as well, the 4B2s and all these different sort of punky bands that come around. Go on. And um, yeah, but I ducked in and out of that. It weren't really a bit of me. Yeah, I remember yeah. I went to the opening night of the Roxy at Covent Garden. We know we all started doing the pogo and spitting at each other. Like, Go on, I son. Get me yeah. You know, the week before it was the spitting a bit club, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the week before it was a soul club. We should go there every week. No We've come here this week. It was the opening night of the Roxy. It all changed and there was all these weird and wonderfuls. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a fully fledged soul boy. I want to, you, yeah, know, you know, have a bit of night. That's a massive leap. Well, yeah, we used to go Chris Hill, uh, Lacey Lady on a Friday, and we or, or we'd ever go Covent Garden, one of the two. Oh, what were years roughly this, Joe? 70, oh, I don't know, 76. Go on, son. 77, maybe. You know, um, I've lots of friends all over the place, and um, I've been very fortunate or unfortunate, depends how you look at it. I've lived everywhere. Yeah. North, South, good. West. It's good. I was never one for those early days of getting out of Tottenham, finding out what London was really about. Um, that never changed. I was always one for going someone else's gaff, someone else's manner, seeing yeah. what's what, who's about. Just yeah. wanted to be about it. I don't know what it was almost like a magnet to me. The music, the clubs, um, sure, never, never left me. Yeah, it doesn't leave you. And then suddenly, I mean, what led you into the acid house? I mean, before you actually started doing the labyrinth thing, I mean, I've had so many results. Yeah. Um, Seventy-five. I'm, I'm living around Go Summers on. Town. And I'm a, I was an hooligan, no doubt about it. You know, sure. I've, I've, that was my time. Most working class um, lads were at that time as well, wasn't they? To be fair. And then um, the the girlfriend I was with, uh, Josie, her brother Steve, comes. Oh, we need some, we need some people. Nebworth concert, Pink Go Floyd. On. Hey. Go on. So next thing I know, I'm doing security at Nebworth for Pink Floyd, uh, Roy Harper, DC, wow. uh, uh, Linda Lewis, wow. uh, Monty Python. I'm and that was a famous one now. as well. That was a famous yeah, show they did, that, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the first one. That was my first concert that I did. For, I worked wow. for show set, Jim Calleran and Paddy the Plank. Wow. So they had their fingers into everyone, the Stones, the U, the this, the that. Sure. And um, my feet didn't touch the floor, mate. Yeah. They took a life into me. And next thing I'm doing, I'm doing Roxy music. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing everything. Go on. Every show that come up, I was doing it. And RT Services was down to Cali, just by Pentonville. So I'd go down there and, you know, I've got to know them all, Don Murphy, Jimmy Wires, um, Jim Calleran, Paddy the Plank, all the people who run it. Before I knew it, next thing I know, you know, I'm standing on the stage at Live 8, singing Feed the World at the end of the concert with everyone else. Like, on, things son. like that, you, things like that, you can't, you can't. Mate, that's man. amazing, mate. Me, three of us had the dressing room for the day at Live 8. Me, wow. Arthur Chaplin and Taffy. And we had total charge of the dressing room. We was having a buzz with 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 status quo in the morning when they were doing their rehearsals. We was having went. It was unreal. Like, I had to keep pinching myself. That I'm actually getting paid for this, and you, I can't tell. Yeah, you know, everything it was unreal. It totally, was unreal. Mate. And the week before, I'd done Springsteen. The week before that, I'd done Dire Straits, and it was cr a, a crazy time. That July '85. 
Wow. And then, uh, you can't really follow that. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm, a few years later, um, a couple of strange situations happened. My friend Christine was working in a recording studio. She was going on holiday. She says, oh, Joe, run the studio. I said, you know how to cook, you know how to do this. I said, you know, it ain't a great thing running a canteen for someone for two or three weeks while they're on holiday. But sure. reluctantly, uh, Christine, I'll do it because you're crazy and I love you. So I've gone and done it. Pink Street. Wow. Pink Street Studio. So I'm in there and she introduces me to the owner, Ray Kane. Next thing, I'm, I've got in the Pasadenas are in there doing rehearsals. What year, what year is this, Joe? I think it's a... Seven, uh, this would have quite a bit on now. This is like 87. Okay, yeah, 87. Yeah. Cool, we're kind of up to yeah, speed. A, so consequently, uh, I'm down there for this two or three weeks and I'll clock that there's, there's obviously something going on in there at the evenings. Sure, because that Pasadimus in the beginning, I mean, they were massive. They were massive oh, over here. Ones. Massive. Oh, loads mate. of them. Yeah. I couldn't believe how many of them there was. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Them, when they were, to serve them when they had their break, there was like 14 or 15 of them. It took ages, you know what I mean? And they don't share for another three hours. Must have been a nightmare so they, for royalties. It was a nightmare for their for their <laughs> slate because they never paid it. But that aside, oh, um, yeah, yeah. That aside, we, we're down there, and um, I've seen this box arrive. They've asked me to help it. I've opened up this box. It's t-shirts with white t-shirts with a great big yellow smiley on them. You have been invited to the boys' birthday party. They Go were the invitations for boy George's birthday do there. Go and on. Yellow smileys with a face and all that. Go so on, I've, George. I've, yeah, I've claimed one or two, and uh, next thing I know, I'm in this, I've blagged my way in, I'm in, because I worked there, because I knew what was going on, because yeah. I just kept myself out of the way. To, like, and you know the swagger as well, once you got that swagger. Couldn't believe it, it I'm like that, and it, do you know what, even then I didn't really know it was a rave or acid house or anything at all attached to that, but, you know, it was UV, there was electronic music, it was a bit, so, to me, a bit new wavy. There was a girl there who had no top on and someone had obviously put paint on their hands. God like that on her breasts. Cool. That was her outfit. Excellent. Was her outfit. Excellent. And I'm like, ah, I ain't seen none of this. You know, I've been pop concerts. I've seen Royal Grail, smash her caravan up with an act. I've seen crazy things. Cool. Never seen nothing like that. Never seen nothing like that. <laughs> that went on all, like, all night. And to me, same again, that was a, you know, most of London used to stop at two o'clock. So, hello, this is something. And then a short while later, uh, I'm with someone. I'm living over Canning Town. Lovely place. And then uh, we split up. It's changed now, so, though, isn't uh, it? Yeah. It worked like that then. <laughs> and anyway, uh, Canning Town is you know, a, pro a proper rough part of London. <laughs> Some Canning hard Town people came from Canning Town. Listen, <laughs> mate, I thought I knew what was what. But yeah. then when I had my baptism of fire, it was from people from Canning Town, and yeah, I realised yeah. there are, you know. But that side, yeah, I'm over living. I'm living with a girl Tina in Canning Town. We've split up, and I've gone back to my flat. And I think you know peanuts. Yeah, I've found no peanuts. Of course, mate. Right. Well, because I was living somewhere else, I rented my flat out. Go on. I've split up with a girl. Oh, right, I'll go back to my flat. Nuts! I've got to move back in, mate. All right, so and I'm sitting there, and I'm bored shitless on a Saturday night. And, you know, I've still got some of this other mad stuff that's gone on in, in my head, but I still haven't really been to a rave. Yeah. Peanuts, come come around the corner. That's it. That was it. Lights out. I've gone around there. I had pleated trousers on. I had long hair. 
I had gold on my fingers. Christ you sake. know, I met it, I cared about what I was wearing until that night. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, really. The shift. Uh, it was I such got, a dramatic shift, wasn't it, mate? I I I, I got introduced to a Cali. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. I round a small round one, yellow Cali. Another one. Yeah. And that was it, mate. I I I, I just uh, my wardrobe was extinct overnight i wasn't interested yeah i didn't really care about how i looked I, them jeans will do that t-shirt will do totally, where's the party? And, and it started to and that was a massive leap joe wasn't it i mean even if just on that topic alone that was a massive leap because up to then we'd all really I cared about even... the clothes we'd all cared about how we looked and you know we had it was quite uh everyone had earned loads of money through the whole yuppie period and so it was quite expensive suits and everything and so for them to go from that to yeah. not well, caring. I'd had a pub as well. At oh, the go same on, son. Because I had the, the pickle house in Ackley Road, and it was more of a go weekend on. pub, so that was how I had loads of time through the week. We'd open Friday all night till Saturday morning, and then Saturday all day, all night till Sunday morning. Go and on. then even open early, depending if I was still in there or I was buzzing or whatever. It was a mad pub. Oh, Hackney uh, Road was buzzing in those days, mate. I used to go down there, like the Hackney Cab and all of that. That was in the old that's days. It, but well, then that's it. Well, you had beachcombers on the corner. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah, September's. September's. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. And um, I was there for you know, nearly three years I had that pub. Whoa. But it was a weekend game. You know, put speed in the ice bucket on Friday night. You, wouldn't, you would not stop serving till Sunday. Go on. And that's how it was. Yeah, mate. That's how it was. Excellent. You know, it's, um, um, it was a crazy gaff. It wasn't a trendy place. More lunatics than they yeah. liked, if I'm honest about it. But what... Um, but they were enjoying themselves. Yeah. I, mate, uh, I, I saw... I mean, we had a motorbike in here. We had a firework display. We had a gunfight. <laughs> gunfight. Things that I never, ever God thought son. I would see. <laughs> and if I did see them, I'd, you know, you'd wonder whether you'd survive, but we did. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a, a beefer, mate. Time crazy time but then i go to a party uh i i i absolutely realize within hours that this this is for me yeah, i have yeah. to do it i have to you know this do you know what the following week i didn't even look at the football results go on mate what party was that what you party know, did you go no this is after that first one which yeah yeah. Been, oh, yeah 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 by, by then i think it would have been very you know sort of maybe may or april of 88 oh go on um, still early days yeah yeah, still early days, you yeah, know, mate. and the parties then were a fiver. It was just a, a yep. one smoke machine, a UV if you was lucky. Fan light. Really, you know, crappy <laughs> sound system. It didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't, didn't matter, it mate. It was all on one, just all around standing around the music. It yep. really didn't matter. And didn't matter. The trips, the trips were more of a thing then. And I was a bit of an old hippie from the old days. So, you know, to, to drop a Cali in a trip, that's a bit of me. Yeah. And, 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 I found, and I to be in this new my, environment, for sure, mate. I found my place. You know, um, yeah. I bumped into people. I'm, I remember when I, when I first, the, the people who actually helped me start uh, Labyrinth, Richard and I do, and are in Australia, and they do every picture tells a story and lots of other things out there. Go on. Um, well, well, you know, I'm in one party. I'm in, I'm in Kings and Road. I'm in a party. And then I think Jack and Peanuts and all the old... Yeah, I, I think I think I actually went to some of the first parties with Peanuts as well, if memory serves. That's right. Well, this was in Kings and Road down the little alley. I couldn't believe it. But when I've got in there, I've seen... Bear in mind, I had a pub in Acme Road. I've seen two other publicans. They're, they're, they're over in the other corner. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't even see me. But they saw me and thought the same. Of course, mate. Yeah, no, don't even see us. And... Um, <laughs> 
you know, um, you know, you can't hide in the National Party. Before I know it, we're all cuddling each other and saying what a shit game being a publican is. Yeah, and, um, yeah. We were both we were both well on the way to turn it. I turned it in for, by August. I'd had enough. Especially in Hackney Road, Joe. I mean, in those days, even though you like, you know, no one would mess around, but it's still, oh, well, yeah. you know, it's a challenge, isn't yeah. it? Mate? Can't we not? Like, yeah. I, I even had over over a drink or a drug. I even had people who I've known many many years become strangers. Yeah. Um, alcohol, alcohol in that environment, certainly Acne Road, East London. Yeah, people, mate. people get carried away with themselves. Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, I found out very. You know, I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever want another pub. Um, yeah, that was hard work. Totally, in that environment, way, especially. Because, yeah. <laughs> because to be fair, I mean, I know some Chelsea lads who are you know upper class lads, and they have fights in pubs in Chelsea all the time. And I always used to say to them like. You know, if you ever come to the East End, don't ever do that in any of the pubs we go into, because it's a different story in the East End. You know. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. You, you might not go home. That's what I'm saying to I'm saying, mate, in the East End, they pull you out out the back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I live over West London now. It's yeah, yeah. it's it's like a different it's like a different planet. Sure, mate. They don't know. Bless them, bless them. Yeah. They well, this know. is it. They don't realise. That's you know? fine. I'm sweet with that. I yeah. have, you know, I, yeah. people say hello to me in the morning. Never, it's never in East London. It's lovely, mate. We do it but now, it, brother. Know, in Hackney, I'll say good morning to everyone. Yeah, that's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm walking the dog, so you know, like the dog gives you a license just just to speak to people. You know, <laughs> so I'm yeah. like morning, morning. But, so um, go on, mate. But just following on from Heidi and Richard, yeah, yeah. Once we got past that initial shock of seeing each other, um, Sue, who I later started Labyrinth with, was my partner, and who is the mother of my daughter Georgia and son Jake. Go on. Um, you know, we, we became a partnership and, you know, we saw what was going on around, but the, you know, I don't think even, you know, neither of us were, you know, flush, if you want to put it that way. Neither of us sure. could have pulled up five or, five or ten grand to do a party. You know, sure. Sue, Sue worked five days a week and, you know, the pub had come to an end. I had a few quid, but not a massive amount. Sure. And, um, you know, we took our time working out whether we could or we couldn't. You know, we'd, we'd bumped into the locals, you know, like Jack and Delsky and Peanuts yeah, and yeah. everyone was going to parties, young on, Sandy. And everyone, everyone everywhere around us, all in my flats where I lived, yeah. everyone we knew. Every, and that's one thing, of the things people don't realise, Joe, is that the East End, all those boys are going to parties, warehouse parties, and that from day one in the East End, Shore around Shoreditch and all that manner, wasn't it? There was loads and, of and parties. Blew that clued up people we would quite yeah. often see others we would be driving around we knew places we knew the warehouse situation around east london sure. you know the a12 where they're likely to be you'd have people i yeah. mean there weren't really mobile phones like they are now no but no you would get in, you know you'd speak to people through the week oh there's a possibility this might be happening so you know you just had to go out your way a little bit more but we found parties every week we, yeah, in fact, I'd even go for We were finding them every Friday and Saturday. We were finding these, you know, obscure little Excellent. things happening on a Friday. And most of the bigger events, as you know, happened on a Saturday. Yeah. And um, then it was just a progression of us finding somewhere. Sure. Uh, so, so, so let's get back to, so when was the moment you decided, let's do this, you know, just and you made your name Labyrinth and you started to create this brand, you know? Well, the, the, it came around by accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we my, my part in my part financially in the first weekend's party was very small. I put about three or four hundred quid. Yeah. 
Uh, Our first party, Genesis' first party was about three, four hundred quid. No, well, no, but Richard and Heidi, um, who had the pub along the road from me, the Marksman, and you know, we, we decided to do it together. So it was me and Sue, Richard and Heidi. Right, let's do this party. We found this Greek guy. Um, he, he owned warehouses at Vale Road. I mean, we picked one at Vale Road Manor House. Um, okay, it was 750 quid for the weekend. Um, you know, we, we'd, I'd gone to the fire station at um, Bethnal Green with Richard. And um, we made an appointment to see the fire chief to discuss the possibility of putting on an event. And they'd allowed us the appointment. So we've gone there. When we've gone there, they've took us in the room. There's no one sitting there. I just leant across. I picked up a piece of Eddie Dope paper, folded it up, put it in my pocket, waiting for the guy to come. We had a lovely five or ten minute chat where he was quite, you know, reasonable, but said, you know, you'd obviously need to get this, that there. We weren't really interested. I had the bit of paper. Excellent. Um, off, off we go. Um we this is a classic, the exactly. This is a classy little move that not many people used to do during that time, you know. Well, we we, we got the stuff. We, we you know we had print ups made. We've made a fire certificate. God, we uh... made an insurance document. And this you know, is I, I... like the first labyrinth. So when was when was the first labyrinth? Well, it would have been Saturday the fifteenth of nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, of Saturday the fifteenth, the Friday night. We wanted to do it labyrinth. We we. Our financial part in it wasn't great. So Richard and Heidi got their way with the, you know, and the, let's call it another serious wicked raid. So that okay. was the Friday night. Yeah. So we had to settle for, the, you know, if we had a party on the Saturday, then we could be, you know, labyrinth as it were. Okay. So we did the Friday night party. And we weren't sure even if we were going to have a Saturday night. So consequently, doing that Friday night party, when Inspector Howarth came along, and I got out of the folder with all the bits of paper and everything on, else. In it. And I'll tell you. We'll have know, to talk uh, about the folder after, right? But tell the story, God. Do you remember? Um, do you remember Bones and his brother? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, to Tony, Tony, that's and uh, Eddie. Eddie. Well, they were there. Yeah, they yeah. were there. They they were convinced we were going to get shut down. Yeah. And there was a couple of other people there as well. And uh, I'm not sure. I know Bryn came that night, and I know Delsky came. Yeah. Um, but that was late, would have been later on. But when the inspector Alf come up, um, he, he wanted to walk around, which I walked around with him. He asked about the device. I said, we've had it. I showed him, you know, the rental that we paid, everything. And he got around to the end and he went, um, he went, well done, young man. He put his fucking hand, he put his hand out. What a well-run young, what a well-run party. Excellent. He shook my hand. We'll never see him again. Never yeah. see him again. Perfect. Now, if, if that gets closed down, on the Friday night, the another serious wicked raid. I don't get to do a labyrinth. There ain't going to be a labyrinth, but unfortunately, yeah. or fortunately, depending, the gods smiled. Next night, okay, we'll go again. We'll do labyrinth. And we've done it. Um, go on, 130, Sam. 137 people with probably uh, maybe 500 phone calls and word of mouth the, the night before. But that was wow. it. Wow, go we on. Needed. That's that impressive. Was that was that's all we needed. Um, lost a small fortune over the two nights. Um, so early days, isn't it? You know. But you know, very, very quickly, sort of uh, realised that we didn't want to give up. We really didn't want to give up. And, well, because uh, obviously, because in between, you're still going out, aren't you? You're still partying at all the clubs. You're yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's where you're doing all your marketing as well, were, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> 
But that that was, um, I mean, it was a, it was tinged with sadness because Heidi and Richard had already some time earlier planned to emigrate to Australia, uh, which they did. Yeah. So unfortunately, within a, literally within a few months, they were gone. That okay. Yes, yeah, so you, just so you and Sue. And, yeah. Just me and Sue, and you know, I wouldn't say we were potless, but we weren't far away. So we had to. DIY. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of the some of the things we got up to was unreal. We did uh, the Bean Club at Essex Road. We did the flyover at Kingsland Road. Go on. You know, and they were they were very bare and raw, and you know, by the skin of our teeth pies. Um, I remember the Bean Club was probably about hundred odd people, not many more. Um, oh, mate. That got trashed, so we couldn't use it again. And then we went along the road to Kingsland Road where the canal bridge is. Before they pulled it all down, there was a sort of warehouse along the embankment that you could walk along. So we got in there one night. We pulled that off, but same again. I'm showing two girls to the toilet. I snapped my ankle on the stairs, literally broke my ankle at my own party. I'm gutted. I couldn't believe it. So these parties you're doing, this is Labyrinth now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, go on, son. But can I just take you back? We're coming back to you breaking your leg, right? But can I just take you back to the moment that you decided that you was actually going to call it Labyrinth? I mean, where did you get that name from, for example? Well, I'd I'd gone... um, (laughs) This is... You're going to love this. Mm. Uh, Prior to doing this party, uh, Sue's previous partner was a guy called Nigel. A guy called Nigel. (laughs) A guy called Nigel. Was he a brother of a guy called Gerald? (laughs) Yeah, he lived in Queen, Queensbridge Road. Mm. Now, the, the parting of the ways between Sue and Nigel weren't great. So consequently, Sue had some property at his house in Queensbridge Road. And, you know, I went with Richard. Richard was peacemaker. I was Sue's partner. Yeah. And Sue, so there's three of us turn up at his house. Yeah. And um, this is probably, you know, maybe July, August, something like that, 88. And... Uh, <laughs> It's, he, he felt a bit uncomfortable with me being there. Yeah, the new while, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was agreed that looking that, mean as well, looking like he's going to kick my head in as well. You know, <laughs> I, I did, I did, I did fall out with him later. But on this particular occasion, um, it was agreed that Richard and Sue and Nigel would go into the other room where all her stuff was and take it out. But I had to wait in the front room. Oh, <laughs> that's cool you, you only want the stuff back at the end of the day and I'm looking at his uh, mantelpiece and it was a really nice photo like a postcard on the wall been put on with a bit of blue tack I'm looking at it off the wall a bit like the fire station in the pocket coloured George Garrison picture Wow, that's where I've got it from Oh, so that's the backdrop, for example. That's, yeah, that's the backdrop, and that's, that's the, that was your logo, effectively, almost like, wasn't it? Pretty much from day one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I always wanted that picture. Always, yeah. you know. Um, and then the at least you did good with it. At least you did something good with it, mate. You turned it into there a you positive. Go. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because I mean, it is a really what, an iconic flyer. That that labyrinth flyer with that George Harrison, and you changed the colours a different few different times and everything as well. Yeah. That was one of the most iconic flyers of the scene, yeah, for sure. The first one that, um, you know, that picture that I saw that time, though, I had it in my head that I was, you know. Yeah, I'm going to do something with this. I just knew 
the fact that I was in, you know, my partner's ex's front room didn't really, sort of, didn't really register. But how bizarre. And yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So that's that. So Great now. Story, mate. Yeah, mate. So now, so now you're doing parties. Yeah, you, this particular party, you were saying that you was leading some friends and then you broke your leg, mate. That's a knock. Yeah, yeah. Now I snapped my ankle just a, just above my ankle. Uh, my foot slid down the side of a stair and I went, the whole weight of my body snapped it. Oh. And um, yeah, but I had a pair of eye leg boots on. I'd done them up extra tight. Um, and car- <sighs> carried on. Carried on. Played <laughs> the next day. Hospital with my leg like a balloon. Mate. Still on a, you, know, you can imagine how I felt from the night before. You know, sure. nine weeks. I think it was six weeks in plaster. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. So right at that time as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was, then, then there was a little bit of a gap. Um, that, that, that then took us to, um, we moved to South London. Okay. Um, someone gave us a railway arch tunnel. Nice. Gave it to us. Nice. So, you know, you do it. But, um, you know, that, that was Trundley's Road or Landman's Way, where the junction is, where the rail. And um, that was where we, we sort of sat. But same again, you know, the first party we did over there. <laughs> uh, I mean, we were about 30 or 40 in number. Yeah. So consequently, in this railway arch, it didn't look too bad. Just our group. Sure. But we set up, we set up for this particular night, and I think it was December. And we tried to get a few quick for Christmas. Nah, not a good move. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, consequently, I'm there about one o'clock in the morning. And I'm, I'm, we're going back to our house because, you know, we tried to put in this party. No one's turned up. Well, as far oh, as I was aware, no one. As far as I was aware, no one turned up. <laughs> this one kid come walking over. He tapped me. He said, right, mate. He said, what time did you start? He's a poor fuck. He, he come and paid his fiver. But, um, you know, I wasn't aware of it. So I'm, I'm sitting with everyone, come, we all go back to my flat, because it's a bit pointless now. And, uh, yeah, this one kid. So we took him back to where I lived in Whitechapel when he Excellent. stayed there until the following morning. Excellent. Yeah, so those, some of those early parties were very difficult. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, the first cut, you know, the first night, the second night, great. The one at Kingsland weren't too bad. Bean Club, oh, that was difficult because some people trashed a bit of stuff in there. And then, you know, being fairly skint, trying to take over Trundley's Road and, and turn it into a party when, you know, by then we were struggling. I just had my leg, you know, busted and what have you. Uh, that yeah. was really, I mean, we did really think hard and long about, you know, should we do this? Are we right here? And then, by and in time, terms of time scale, where where are we in the terms of time scale? Is this this is eighty no, nine? Well, I would say hey, this is December eighty eight. December eighty eight, yeah, yeah. You you kicked off as well in November. I think you kicked yeah. off around November the 9th. Yeah, that's right. I think it was like the tenth, right. maybe. But yeah. Okay. Well, we were aware of that. Yeah. You know, you were a Saturday night. You were smashing it. You yeah. smashed the granny out of it. Yeah, nice and, mate. You know, um, we decided then we need to chop. We can't do, we can't go up against these guys. You know, they're from our area. They know the same people. Yeah. We're friends with most of them. Sure. Why don't we, let's chop over. And Go on, Sam. Appreciate after, that. After, after doing um, Trundley's Road those first few times, uh, December, and then we went into January and February, we still tried there. We only had one successful night, the night with Ratmack. But Go after on. we left, after we left Trundley's Road, February, then this is 89. We go back to Dace Road, Bow, 
a bit more on the manner. Yeah. Same again. You guys were knocking out the, the Saturdays. Uh, whenever you did a Saturday event, you smashed it. Yeah. You know, we went there. We picked the Friday night on purpose. Excellent. We wanted to stay away from Echoes on a Saturday. We wanted to stay away from you guys on a Saturday. What a touch. Excellent. That was, that was a good strategy, mate. Six nights, 10 rooms of madness. That that was what put, in my opinion only, but that's what put mm. Labyrinth on the map. Going down and doing those six parties down there yeah, every mate. week without a break. Um, yeah. and, and that give us the t that give us the taste. Definitely. You know, when you're getting 13, 1400 in on a Friday night and you're going home with chunks of money mate, it's that big allow numbers. you to do another come on, you know, yeah, you mate. know yourself. Um, and you've had a great party as well, you know. Well that that was the other thing. Like that, the, the other part is you know, people could quite easily forget. And, and yeah. if you added if you added the first five or six parties together at Labyrinth, probably the whole thing wouldn't come to a thousand people. Sure. But then but that's like everybody, though. Night. You know, everyone that's happened to everyone. Though. It wasn't just you. Yeah. That was how it was in those days. You didn't have massive numbers of people, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think you could get away with what we did now. You know, putting a sound system in an absolute dump. And, you know, and, and, and you know, that's yeah, sort of yeah. the situation. You know, uh, very, very basic everything. Even the toilet lot. You know, one. I remember one place, the toilets were plastic dustbins. That we, we found small ones, put them down the middle of great big lorry tyres. And that was the, the, the two loos with, you know... Mate, at least you've done something. We, did, yeah, well, yeah. we never, we never no, when we got into a gaff, we didn't even think about loos. You know, you know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> we, you did Ferry Lane. You know, it took us two days yeah. to clear the toilets out. It was unreal. Oh, it mate. was just... Oh, did you do mate. Ferry Lane as well, mate? Yeah, yeah. Go well, on, you, yeah. You know, yeah. I think we did two or three there. I think it was maybe two. We did but, two. We did too, but, but you know what? You know what happened, Joe? Right? Years later, I, I got contacted by some people at BBC, and they were making a program about ecstasy. And so, but it was about the science of ecstasy. But they were saying they would like to talk to someone, you know, who did parties back then. But essentially, the program is about the science. So they said, um, "Would you be up for going to one of your old venues, and we'll do an interview with you outside one of your old venues?" So I said, "Yeah, no worries." And they said, "Which one?" So I said, "Ferry Lane." So I said, gone. okay. Well, no, it was there, still there. So this is okay, maybe, if it, isn't now. it? Is it gone now? Yeah. Go no, it's gone now. Okay. I was so down this, there a year ago. No way. This was probably yeah, about gone. about eight, nine years ago. Yeah. So he sold it. But anyway, so we went down there. We're doing the interview outside the building. But before we, we actually started the interview, we noticed there was a chap. He was going inside there. So we went up to him and said, look, we're, we're, if you hope you don't mind, we're just going to do this interview out here. And he said, yeah, it's fine. So anyway, in the middle of the interview, that he was a younger guy. In the middle of the interview, his father came, you know, and they were orthodox Jewish guys, you know, and he had... That's you know, it. Did he have to, that's it. Yeah, you know, and he had a proper hat. silver long beard and everything, Did you know. Yeah, and the hat. He was proper orthodox, you know. And he was standing in the background, right? And then he came up and he was standing behind the cameraman as they, as I was answering these questions about this building, you know? And so I saw that, you know, he's standing there. So I, I kind of brought him in said like, you know, hi, how you doing? I hope you don't mind and all this. He said, Hey, he said, I remember you. I said, what? He said, yeah, I own this building. That's he, it. he said, yeah. I remember you. The police brought the two brothers out. Wait, can you imagine? He said, yeah, you, know, no, you know, what I, he said, you know what he said, Joe, he said, um, he said, I was looking for you for two years. <laughs> he 
he said with my lawyers we were yeah not like in a gangster way you know <laughs> he said like with my yeah. lawyers he said we was looking for you for two years he said on the day he said i came up to you i said why are you in my building and you you had a lawyer with you and you you know you pointed me to the lawyer and he said i never saw you again brilliant. I, was, I was like i'm sorry mate i'm really sorry but, you know? things like that mate it's brilliant yeah yeah, yeah. Come on. yeah. yeah you still owned uh, it mate you know the um those two brothers who you're talking about yeah um after after we were there when we went back there again to try and do another one i think it would have been the third time <laughs> go on the police had them there okay and, yeah uh, so yeah and the yeah. reason why you're pointing this out it's because at that time, a lot of us were saying that we had permission from the owners. That's it. Yeah. Well, same again. You know, we exactly. had our documents. Exactly. We had right. leases, rental agreements. There you go. So now, and this is what Joe's saying. So now they've got the owners there. They go, did you give them permission? No. Right. Jog on. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Well, that, they, they gave us 10 minutes to leave the place. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and this is a big warehouse. I mean, it, that, this, it was a beautiful building, wasn't it? It held thousands of people. It was a great building. Oh, we discovered it, mate. And we discovered it accidentally. Once, once, once it was full up. Yeah, it's beautiful really? vibe in there. Yeah, no, because we was one that discovered I, it. We did the first party in there. And how yes. we found it, we found yeah, it by accident, mate. We, we found it by accident. We were just looking for buildings. And we saw that one. And we, and we went, when, and the door was open. We didn't even need to break in. And it was open. And we were like, Whoa. this is an amazing building. And it was just massive. We were like, oh, mate, we've got to do this. And then suddenly this geezer, a security guy, comes cycling up on his bike, you know, and he'd seen that we've come out of the building. And he came out from this little gap, you know, like further down, not near the canal. And then he came riding along. We're like, hello, mate. We said, uh, do you know who owns this building? And he said, nah. He said, nah. And because, you know, he was like an East End geezer type thing, you know. So we said to him, mate, would you, would you fancy taking a bung to kick, you know, to turn a blind eye on a Saturday night? And he said, no. He said, but there's loads of houseboats down there. If you go and talk to one of the geezers on the houseboats, maybe they'll say, yeah. So in the end, mate, we sent them away, you know, because you remember they had all those houseboats down there. Yeah, no, we, I, we yeah. actually became part of the party. I mean, <laughs> we, um, Excellent. About, I mean, this was July. Martin, the fella's yeah, name July was Martin. Was... I don't know if he was still there when you yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah, the geezer yeah. had the boat and they had, and, and the boat wasn't a, a great looking boat or anything, but, he had this beautiful African girlfriend. I, that's one thing I remember, you know. And he was like this, you know, this English hippie type dude, you know. Yeah, mate, really nice fella, Martin. And we changed his life, that fella, right? Sorry, I'm sorry to cut you, mate. Oh, yeah, actually, you're all right. Yeah, we actually changed his life, mate, because he'd never heard of raves. I mean, I hate raves, but he'd never heard of the parties, acid house or anything. And so we, when the um, security guy said to us, like, you know, go down there and they're on one of the boats. We kind of walked up there, called him out. And he said, yeah, come on the boat. And so we was up on the boat and he was had a bong going or something like that. And, you know, we smoked a few tugs on the bong. And we were saying to him, you know, would you mind if we do it? And he's going, no, as long as I can come. So, mate, he came to the party and he'd taken, obviously, MDMA or whatever. And, and as I said, he was an old hippie. He'd done all the 70s and LSD and all that stuff. And, mate, he was just so happy and he was running around cuddling people and he was cuddling me and Keith and after that he just started going parties all the time so yeah well I don't think it, it had a massive effect on yeah. everyone it touched yeah, yeah uh, totally most, yeah. most people uh most people got into it you know so how uh, many parties did you do in there Joe because I know um, well, we did two 
You did two. Um, we did two. And there were some other people that did. did uh, there yeah, was at least yeah, one yeah. or two more in there. Yeah, we did, did one you know... that was very... Yeah. Sorry. Go on, mate. No, no. And did you know, we... right, across the road, because we done a party across the road as well, mate. And, yes, and, in, and um, in those, like, aerodrome things. Yeah, they look... No, oh. no, no, not in the industrial... Well, I guess it was an industrial state, but the actual... Um, the structure itself, that, that I don't know if they were like old bomb shelters, you know, you know, like cor corrugated iron type. Yeah, look. no, I don't know those. I don't yeah, know just those. across the road, there mate. A, yeah. There's another road, Markhouse Road, that's right there. There was a couple in there in that business centre. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of there. I mean, I think Call FM were in there for a while. Go on, um, go on. But yeah, the, the first party we did at uh, Ferry Lane, different class. Yeah, right. you know, uh, thousands of two people. Two o'clock in the morning. Go yeah, on. well, we couldn't get any more in. Do you remember them big Go doors? On. Yeah, yeah, the big shutter. Two o'clock in the morning, we opened both of them. Nice, mate. So consequently, and it was July. It was we didn't think hot. of that. Yeah, nice. Was, you know, and I mean, you know, that was the first time. Nice, mate. Um, that was the first time. I mean, I, I, you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say yeah, it's the first time. I've ever gone home with a, a black bag of money. Yeah, yeah. And for us as I've well, never, that was a big part. Never, yeah. you know, I'd always get a nice few quid, but that night, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I don't want to say. No, no, but I put a proper smile on your face. You're like, wait. Um, mate, yeah. it changed everything. Yeah. It, it allowed us to have a go at, you know, you know, we went on from there, you know, on the yeah, nice Ladbrook Road, uh, Hercules Road. They were all done on the back of what we earned from that night. Excellent. Um, yeah. That one summer that we had, yeah, great summer. That was summer '89. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah we 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 done uh, Hercules Road with Ibiza. Uh, well, I've done, you know, I started. Um, I've done some at the Black Women's Centre in Lordship Lane, Tottenham. Yeah. And then uh, you did Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that come later. The Rocket. Okay. But I'm, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about that summer of '89. Okay. The best, you know, the one Weekend World lost their venue um, one night is in September '89. And uh, we had a place, it was where Lance used to be on an I Street down that little side studio. I we remember had the old it. warehouse. Yeah. All three, all three parts of it we had. Nice. And we we backed a lorry in there. Weekend World lost their venue. We would probably have got a thousand to fifteen hundred that night. That's my estimation. But because of Weekend World losing that, their meeting point was at Acne Town Hall. All Ooh. of a sudden I've got thousands turning up. Oh my all of a sudden I've got and you know, little things like that, you just never We'll, me and Sue went home five in the morning. We felt we took enough money. What does that tell you? Yeah, mate. It's just like, you know, let's just go. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's you just know, go. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was one or two security firms turning up. There was one or two chaps turning up. We had yeah. an East London contingent. West, I would come through. Just go. Bye-bye. See you yeah. later. Let yeah. Me over. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a wise move, <laughs> mate, because that was the other thing. When um, the media interviewed me, a lot of the time, one of the only reasons I know that they bring me in is because they love talking about the crim criminal element of the whole thing. You yeah. know? And I often say yeah. to them, you know, it's, it's all right for you to single acid house out. But the fact is, every club in London paid some sort of protection money to some oh, sort of gang. You know so it's not just us in these Absolutely. illegal parties, you know. So. No. Prior to the acid house parties, the whole nightclub scene, most yeah. of the publican game, I came across it in Acne Road. Fortunately, if you know people, you're all right. Yeah, you can slide you don't it. Know people, yeah. If you don't know people, you're not all right. 
no. you're in big trouble. Right? You have to pay. And if you don't, you, if you don't weigh on, you're in trouble. Yeah. And and you know the acid house party thing was just a, a to me another. Le- I mean, look, I was very lucky insofar as <laughs> you know. Oh, you know a few friends. people, yeah. And but the other side of the coin was I knew most of the people who were trying to take the game over. Yeah. When they turned up, I instantly knew. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need no one to educate me or tell me what they were going to aim to do. No, I mate. knew instantly. Yeah, I knew exactly what they wanted. And you know, they're not interested in going to parties. You know, and this is the thing; they're a different no. mindset completely. They wasn't interested no, I, in parties. I, I, and I, I remember the proposed meeting in a certain pub in a certain part of East London. Yeah, I had, that, I had that meeting. <laughs> one third for you, one third for us, one third for expenses. Are you having a game? Are you sure? Did oh. they? I mean, look. You know, it's like if if I don't care who you are, big gangster, whatever. If you really think you can control someone like that, what? And that was so for me. That was the end of them. Yeah. To me, I from that point onwards, everyone just wriggled like eels. Yeah, I me felt Sue, that too. We, yeah. We, me and Sue, decided. You know what? We can't let these people win. Yeah, so, and I said that. Know. I in the end, I was saying like I'd rather they took Genesis and they went yeah. and done something with it. Then me doing Genesis for them, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm not saying that they can't come and take over my door because they can, but I'm not doing a party for them. So if they want to stage parties, that's up to them, mate. I'm not doing yeah, it for well, them. We, we, at a per, we had a perfect incident of that. We was up at um, Silver City Wood Green. We'd been there nine months, every Friday, every Saturday. Took the pit. There was no license. Um, Johnny Dacre, the owner. Unfortunately, they got into him. They got into him. They got his. They got their arms around his shoulders. Yeah. So one night we go up there. That's a nice night. expression. They got. They got his arm around his shoulders. That's a good expression. <laughs> so we we go up there one night, and it's like the club ain't his no more. There's someone there who's going to be dealing with a cash box. There's someone who wants to speak to me and Sue about how we do our our night. Mate. Yeah. So we pulled the plug. We instantly pulled the plug. It's not worth it. Come, mate. we're going. Announced it on the mic. Emptied his gaff. Two weeks later, no one goes there. Yeah. They're all standing there for those two weeks. They're waiting for the big influx of ravers and money. But by then, the scene had almost educated itself where people had kn- knew what these people were about, knew what their yeah. parties ended up doing. They were really only there for the easy money and the easy drug sales. Um, fortunately, yeah. fortunately or unfortunately, I, I mean, when we, um, when we pulled it round on them at Silver City and we turned up with a camera crew, they were gone in six, less, I, than, I, that, less than a minute. Yeah, sorry to break you there. Yeah, no, I remember yeah. that. Because did you make yeah. a documentary or something? Yeah, it was it was on it was called um, Acid House Gangsters. It was screened okay. on Thames Television. Thames Television, which yeah. obviously was a national TV yeah. station. I got I got called all the wrongs under the sun for doing it, but as far as I was concerned, that No, was but the you did open it up. That was brave, that was. Up. Because that was Everson um, was on there as well. Was that the one Everson was on? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that yeah, was very, very yeah. brave, mate. That was very they were, brave. They were very, they were, they were very naughty insofar as they did our clip, but they didn't say who it was who had caused us a problem. Which yeah. I wouldn't have had a problem if they did, but they didn't. Yeah. But then at the end of our clip, they went straight into some stuff about Centerforce. That, that was nothing. You know, I've got to be honest with you. Yeah. I had lots of problems with lots of people. I never had a single problem with Centre Force. Never had a single problem with Swallow. Sure. We both, you know, we both knew who each other were. We'd said hello, you know, had brief chats, whatever. Never had a single bit of grief out of him. But the totally. way they portrayed the program, as you know, they can get hold of it. They can edit it. Yes, and you can easy. Be in trouble. 
you could be in big trouble. And well, I, I mean, I that's that. like, that's like, that's like, you know, he's breaking the golden rule, isn't it? You know, <laughs> naming names yeah. and stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, in I'm, my book, know, in I'm, my I'm, book, Joe, I turned them all into soldiers, mate. Because <laughs> I just, because I thought, look, you can't be more far removed from the real person than some geezer from up north who's fucking, who was a soldier. Fair <laughs> yeah. comment. And if they were, if and if I had problems with like a black dude, I turn him into if a big black dude, I turn him into a short white dude. You, you, you know what I mean? Because I just thought I don't want no one coming back to me over this stuff. You yeah. know, you know. So I know what you mean because I mean, even they did that to me. The when you're saying that they were standing there waiting for the the crowds to arrive, because it was almost like they watched you do it and they were watching us do it. And then they were thinking to themselves that this is easy. You yeah, know? we could do this. They thought that we can do this. We don't even we don't need these youngsters who are just causing no. us loads of problems. And so I remember um with us lot, they one of our part we did a party was somewhere in London, it got raided really on. But then I started I spotted these flyers. And I was like, and it was they were Genesis flyers, not done how we normally do them. So straight away you knew that this is yeah, not this isn't us, you know. And it led us to this, and it said this secret meeting place somewhere. And I think it was like Edgeware Road. It was far away from where we originally were. So I said to Keith and um, Andy, mate, let's go down there. Let's go down there. And it took us, a, you know, 45 minutes or whatever to get there. And as we pulled up outside the warehouse, you know, the security was standing outside the warehouse with clipboards, yeah, and with a pile of flies. Actually, they were standing in the road, like, outside. So when we came along, we just pulled up right next to them. You know, said, hello, lads. <laughs> you know, And so they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we thought we'd set this up as a backup. You know, we're glad you're here. And it was like the, within three minutes, we didn't even get to go inside the building. The police came and they stopped it, you know. Yeah, and, there, and there was another one we did. Another big one, and again, the, the security at that point, they got a really confident. They were really confident in themselves, and they'd watched me go out and blag with this bit of paper, which for anyone that's listening don't don't know what we're talking about, when we were talking about, when Joe was talking about getting that uh, uh, letter-headed paper from the fire station, and what we used to do, we used to go to around to all the uh, real estate agents, and we used to get letterhead paper, and then we'd create that's these it, fake, it, yeah, yeah, and then Absolutely. we'd create these fake documents pertaining to the fact that we'd lease the buildings through the correct channels, and you know we'd have fake guest lists with loads of celebrities' names on them, as if, as if they're insurance. in the building. Insurance, you know, we'd have sound contracts with sound and production companies, and all of this stuff, and we had broken into this building. You know, we'd literally broken into this building, you know, like the, the, the earlier on that day, you know. And so in this particular building, it's a beautiful, really beautiful building. And so they decided that, oh, we're going to do the black tonight. So they're like, give us the documents, which was the leases and all that stuff. So I was like, you're sure? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, these are proper gangsters, you know. They goes out the front within about five minutes they're calling me on the radio, on the walkie-talkie. Yeah. So now, yeah, I'm, they, they I'm, mate, I'm saying to Keith and Andy, we're right at the back of the warehouse, right? We, we, we built this, like, secret little spot where we were going to count all of the money, which we could easily secure, you know? And it was right at the back of the warehouse in the corner. We were in there, like, you know? And when they were calling me on the walkie-talkie, I was going, I'm not going out there. They've, yeah. all, they've, all, they've obviously messed it up. 
why am I going to go out there? So, the, and the next thing, they started calling me by name. And I was so shocked. Wayne, 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 where's Wayne? And so in the end, everyone's going, mate, if you go out there. And then they came and got me. And they're like, mate, if you go out there, you can pull it off. And I went out there and I was like, they forced me, basically. And I went out there with the document. And so the policeman just said to me, is this your party? I said, yeah, we handcuffed your nits. <laughs> but that's another story, you know, but... And that's the thing with a lot of these security and what Joe was saying, you know, like they so, didn't get it. They didn't get it. So they spent that two our, weeks. That was our, yeah. you know, that, those were our aces, if that you want to call it that, because yeah. they needed our, us. Our, yeah, our, absolutely. And um, the way they were trying to do it insofar as, well, you know, you know, put on a part. I mean, what they were basically saying is if you took 100 grand, you've got to give a 66. Yeah, that's not. Don't basically. Work. And we might come back for more. And we might come back for more. You know, you show once you've got your claws in you. You know, you know it's, it's like, yeah, you ain't, yeah. yeah. Loans, um, you know, business investments, <laughs> we, um, expansion. We, we, you know, we started playing some terrible games with them. Um, and, you know, I'd started doing some stuff at Black Women's Centre in Lordship Lane, Tottenham, which is part of the Broadwater Farm Estate. Sure. Um, so that's a completely we, governed by a completely different firm you know, altogether, right? That's so why we did that's it. That's why you did it. That's yeah, why we yeah, did it. There. Yeah. You know, I know Paul Chambers. I mean, round Tottenham, Paul Chambers is a very totally. well-known, yeah. massively respected. Same yeah. as his brother, his family. We Super know, nice geezer as well. Yeah. And you know, um, I, I working with Paul was a piece of cake. Yeah. Um, I did some. some was he doing? Was he there. doing a beef for them? Was he doing fantastic a yeah. for at that point? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, yeah, we done um, and because the gangsters was was more or less on us, we yeah. didn't put out flyers for quite a few parties. Okay. And what we were doing, we built up this membership. This, Go on, this the mailing list, list, like yeah, but yeah, and yeah. we had you know five five thousand odd, which we thought at Go that on, time mate. was a lot. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't it, it it's a lot. To, it's definitely but, a lot, mate. So you was posting we doing, your flyers out. We was posting out newsletter, no Go flyers. Course, sir. Of course. We had me, Vinyl Matt, Adrian H, Sue, Tommy, uh, everyone who we could muster sitting around the table, one doing a stamp, one doing closing the envelope, one folding the letter, putting them on, one putting them in. Nice. And that's how we would do it. Like a and conveyor we, belt, we, mate. And um, one party, we, we, they, they, they caught us out. Um, we, they wanted us to do a party over at Metropolitan Wharf, Wapping. And we wanted to do Labrook Grove with Fantastic Ibiza. Yeah, why not? And, you know, it became quite threatening. So what we decided to do was, me and Sue, um, we said, well, look. Because that's the thing. It's actually on you, isn't it? And this is the thing about these geezers. They actually come and find you, don't they? (laughs) So they come to your gap. Exactly right. You know what I mean? Well, that's more more or less what what, what sort of happened eventually. But so we've done this. we've, We've done the mail out. But what we did was we sent the East London Mail out a flyer for the party at Wapping, which on. was all intents and purposes a labyrinth party. But the North, South and West London membership and outside of London, we sent to Labrook Grove meeting point for the party we were doing with a fantastic eye beefer. So there was no actual labyrinth flower there. There was in Middle Road, the bus garage there. It was fucking huge. But then we've gone, we've gone over there in the day. We've, we've had to steal a bulldozer to fill in the holes. Go on. It was huge. Go on, we, mate. We, did, we filled them up, but we couldn't get all the earth back in the holes. So we had these massive mounds in there, but it was huge. It was a bus garage. It didn't matter. Excellent. Excellent. And it's a massive bus garage, mate. Imagine, mate. 
Yeah, we probably had three or four thousand people in there that night over nice. the course of the night. Me and Sue. And was that was you doing every week. picture tells a story there? Is that where those pictures are from? No, no, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got to get back. We got we got to get back to that. Every picture tells a story. Okay. But go on, yeah, go on, mate. Then um, we've we've done this party at Labbrook Grove. We've earned loads of money. Not you know, bear in mind we're sharing the party with the fantastic. Yeah, yeah for sure. So we get home. God knows what time in the morning. I had money. I had some money anyway. So. We've got home with this other chunk of money, and I'll put it with the other chunk of money. So it's under my bed. There's probably about seven or eight grand there. Not ridiculous yeah, amounts of money. Still good money enough. for the 80s, yeah. All of a sudden, you can imagine. No way. I'll get the knock on the door. You know the people. Yeah. I know you know them. Yeah. You know, I know them. They're there free-handers. See yeah. you. You're a liberty-taking little. We know what you have done. You have left us. We. Where's the security? And I'm getting all that. And, you know, he's in my front room and he's saying, he's the one who's getting us all out. He's the one who's pulling all the little strokes. On. And he was absolutely right, we was. We did everything we could to get out of them because, like, there's no way in the world I'm letting them take me over. Totally, but when mate. they're standing in your house... Mate, it's a whole different boring. ball game. <laughs> and, and I'm standing in there and I'm thinking, well, I've got, Excuse me. I've, I've got seven large in the other room. Now, I'm not going to walk in there and say anything. And he's saying, I want my £800. You got to pay it, or otherwise you ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you can't. You basically you yeah. can't take it out of the bag because he's going to see all of it. Isn't nah. <laughs> so what I've had to do, I've turned around. I said, "Listen, I'll tell you what I do. You keep me here. Let Sue and Sandy go somewhere where I've got someone who's going to give me the dough. They've only they've only suffered it. Go on. They've only suffered it. Go on. So Sandy and Sue marched out of my house with seven large down their knickers. Nice. Went away, took 800 quid out, come back, and I'll give it to them. I've gone, there's the security money. Nice. Oh. Jog on now. <laughs> Mate, that hour, oh. sitting there in my front room with three of them, one of them standing there, it's him. I know it's him. I hate this little... Mate. He wanted a wave. He knew. Mate, he black fella, yeah? <laughs> I know what the one way. <laughs> I think one of them, one of them's doing like twenty-five at the moment. You know, <laughs> really? Yeah, mate. So, I mean, it's some strange. I mean, Sandy, bless her. I was gutted. She, she, Sandy, passed away a few years ago. She got bless. lung cancer. Oh. Um, that that was very very sad. I mean, Sandy was there from day one. You know, she she was yeah. in it. She saw it. She heard it. You know, she knew what we lived through. That uh, she saw the. Um, yeah, I hope she's in a better place. But yeah, um, some of those early times, I mean, I, it's, I mean, now I'm in my sixty fourth year. Go on, would son. I go through it again? I'm not sure. But, yeah, yeah, I me would, too. I wouldn't change. I, I, I can't change it. You know, it's yeah, done. You can't change your history, only your future. And I think that was what kept us going. That that we did have something in the future well I, that's the thing yeah get out of these people they'll be gone soon and then yeah. you know bit by bit we didn't have to do anything the acid squad was formed yeah and then you know then they start saying that security got to be registered yeah and that really was the, the red light for them because once it all starts getting a bit you know within the system you know they don't want to know yeah for you know, sure and know, as you're saying it was all changing the, uh, the police pay party unit they basically closed us all down you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the clothes are all down, and so you, you, and and here was the thing: you, you come to that crossroad, you Took come me to off that the street, mate. Yeah, you come to that Literally. cross section, and you have to decide, right? Okay, 
do I stop doing this? Like a lot of us yeah. did, because a lot of us stopped. Whereas you made that decision and you said, no, we're carrying on. Well, four aces fell in my lap yeah. for no money. And I got pulled off the street. Newton, which is a lovely man. He, he owned yeah, that building yeah, for him. however long, you know, for decades. And I decades, still pop over now and again and see him. Yeah. He's living um, in the, um, uh, just off Acne Road. Oh, go in on. the Fellows Court. Yeah, go he's on, in Fellows Court. Go on, mate. Yeah, bless him. Famous, well, famous, famous, famous building that is Fellows Court. So, mate, so so Labyrinth, so you made that decision and then, bosh, mate, four aces. Four aces, which was uh, traditionally, because I remember in yeah. the early 80s, that club, you know, I mean, forget yeah. about like the 60s and the 70s and all of that. In the early 80s, when it was all like rare groove music and all of that. And then you had, there was another club just around. Rosebush. Yeah, yeah. Was, was it called? Rosebridge, but they, yeah. they called it, they had a different name. It was Rosebridge yeah. Club, but they had a different name for it then. Yeah, there was a different club, but it was Rare Groove, you know? It was Rare Groove. Cubies. And, and... Yes, Cubies. that's it, Cubies. That's, that's it. it. That's the one, yeah? So you had Cubies yeah. around the corner. So four aces and Cubies, I mean, they were quite hardcore spots in terms for yeah. the people that Absolutely. was there, the clients. I mean, they Absolutely. didn't mess around, you know? And so the club had been through so many different carnations into all these different um, musical genres and musical explosions. Because in the 60s, I mean, Newton, he's got pictures there with really famous, you know, 60s yeah. uh, rock stars from the United States coming over and coming to his club. It was a really cool little spot, wasn't it? You know, and so you've got all the yeah. behind the club and then suddenly, bosh, it falls into your lap, mate. That must have been like, yeah, you know, and traditionally, that club had always stayed open late, always, you know what I mean? Well, believe it or not, the, the first year, and I think it was a year and a half, um, we had to shut at four o'clock and the old Bill yeah, was yeah. on him. Yeah. You know, he had clogged yeah. breathing all around and, and, and they really did sit on us. Yeah. But um, I'll give him his due. He, he, he kept on at me. I will get my license. Don't worry, Joe. I will not let you down. That's how he said, Newton. He was that confident. And, you know, he got it, believe it or not, first attempt. I, I believe it because he's, he's he's got a lot of respect around that area and with the council but, uh, and everything, isn't he? Or has yeah, he? I mean, you he, know more than me, he, to be fair, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, um, he's, he's, he's very, very well positioned. Yeah. That's uh, a better way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he knows uh, he, the right people. <laughs> look, he, he, I, know, I know he doesn't mind. He wouldn't mind me telling you. Newton Dunbar was the first Freemason of mm. colour in this country. Go on, son. Go on, Newton. Yeah. Go on, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got the shock of my life one night. He come down with a photo album. He said, this was me a little while ago. And he got, and he showed me the photo. He had all the robes and the stuff. Go on, Newton. I had no son. idea. So, yeah, Newton Dunbar was um, Go on, boy. Pioneer. Go on, son. And so that I guess that's why that, a venue went on for so long because it, I mean, was it four years? How, how long did that club well, yeah. go on for? Because you would know, yeah. Well, I spent eight and a half years there. You was in there for eight and a half years. I'll know yeah. well, what year did it come to an end? Not the building um, being pulled down, but when did they actually close you? We we were forced to leave. Derek took, yeah. um, Derek who managed to get his hands on the lease somehow. Um, he had took a bung from the council to stop the fight against because we were fighting against them pulling it down yeah i suppose we're, we're yeah i suppose we've we've gone a bit too far in the future it's my fault yeah. joe let's actually right. before we talk about the end of 
the thing. Let's talk about yeah. that beginning, mate, because that's where we were when I started this, when I digressed you, you know? Same again, when the, yes. the, the first night we walked in there, yeah, mate. Um, the, it was orange, green, yellow, purple. It had every colour you could think of. You everywhere. mean like the paintwork, like, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like they've got every, every old tin of paint out in the garage and done a paint job on it. And everything in there was all very sixties, and we thought, you know what, blackboard paint. Yeah. And I can remember as the weeks were going by, I'll be up the ladder. Spent a lot of time paint. in the building, go on, son. Oh, and and he pretty much gave us the keys and said, "Nice, I'm getting on a bit for this now." He said, "If you can do something with it, I'll be very grateful." And he did literally give me the keys. Nice. He gave me the, the runnings of the door, taking the cash, running nice. the bars, full trust, doing everything. All he wanted to do was apply for the license and pay the electric and, and whatever. And that really was all he wanted to do. Bless and him. I got that after a while. And I, we had this system where I would have a piece of paper. I'd write down everything we spent on the night. I would write down another little separate list of stuff that we had bought, i.e. flyers or posters or something like that. And then whatever that figure was would be next to the figure we took. And what it was left, we're cutting off on the night, cash, cash, done. Cool. That so, oh, that's nice. That's nice. That, that's, a, that's how easy it was. That's nice. Um, yeah. I, you know, he, he just left me alone. He let me get on with it. I mean, look, the rules and regulations in there, you can't, you couldn't do that. There weren't none. You could yeah. do what you wanted, yeah. where you wanted, when you wanted. No one was going to throw you out. No one was going to say a word. Yeah. And that's, that went on. Excellent. From day one to day end. And um, it was a big venue, wasn't it? I mean, you had different dance floors and different spots. Was there yeah. an upstairs and a downstairs? And we we didn't we didn't really realise when we went in there, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. the scope. But there was a basement, which um, you know, we had a little bit of an headache. He'd he'd done a deal where he borrowed some money, and there was a guy downstairs, Ralph. Ralph runs downstairs bar. Oh. Downstairs was his club. Oh. What? Oh. Hey? Oh. You know, so we had to get around that. That took a little while to work that one through. And then um, bit by bit, so we've got downstairs, we have house and stuff down there. Upstairs, main floor, the, the, the fresh stuff. Then all of a sudden he shows us another room. There's about 500 chairs. It's like up behind the back, behind the, the stage and all right that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right yeah. up the very yeah. top. <laughs> so we've gone up there. There's another room. That's the trance room. Go on, son. And then that room up the side of the stairs stage that don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. We just painted it and called it the stay away and nowhere. Excellent. Because like, loads of people would go up there. <laughs> it became known as the stairway to nowhere. People would yeah. actually go. And you had to do it. Like, yeah, it's okay. something you got to do. Like, um, mate, have you been on the staircase to nowhere? Yeah. You got to do it, man. And then uh, after being there six and a half years, yeah. Derek from around the corner gave us Rosebury's in that, you know, we'd had another little deal. So consequently we had Rosebury's upstairs, downstairs. Nice. And we had the four aces. So we've done that. You know, we've got about 15, 1600 in there one night, nice and comfortable. So that was going really well. And then they showed us the Fiat. Oh, <laughs> nice, oh, because at, at this point, I mean, you were probably the most popular there. brand out there. I didn't even know the thing was there. Yeah. Um, and I wished I had a known earlier because maybe we could have done something. Something special. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, by the time it got flopped onto me, it was almost, you know, very yeah. close to us having to go anyway. Last legs. But, um, mm. Yeah. I mean, we, we, when we actually used it, and it was a crazy night. Um, don't know how it happened. No rhyme or reason. We opened up the Rosebury's. 
we opened up four aces and we opened up the theater of son and and um yeah i mean you know it was unreal mate it was i've never known anything like it um money wise you know i don't know maybe around three thousand people nice uh pew wise mayhem absolute <laughs> mayhem I, I the old bill come and tugged me i said what are you going to do about this <laughs> it went along Great it went son. along past the, the carpet place yeah it went along right away along where the, the station is now right up to the pub yeah. and around the corner massive lines um, out there mate massive lines we, out there we we only managed to do that two or three times. The last waltz we did it, the last night we was ever there, we just opened yeah. everything up, let people get on with it. Nice. People were knocking bits off and taking bits home and all sorts. Yeah, mate. Why wouldn't um, they? They spent so many years there, and that's the one of the things you did, Joe, is that as you evolved with the culture. And then so, you know, at your at Labyrinth, now they're playing, you know, because obviously the acid house music itself, we all know that, you know, Balearic was first and then the acid house come and it was a short yeah. period wasn't it and then the house yeah. come hardcore. and then the british and then the british house come and then the hardcore came and and, yeah. the, and you yeah. basically you embraced that sound didn't you so you, you took on the hardcore yeah. and for people that might be listening and not knowing or watching is that this the happy hardcore was the beginning of jungle and drum and bass yeah without a doubt. so without in a, doubt. so in effect you at yeah. these Champion venues that sound. you did you had all of those original, the guys that are all championed as the pioneers of jungle, pioneers of drum and bass. You had them all at your gaff. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, and obviously, we yeah. Card. yeah, yeah. You know, we had we would have Mrs. Woods in the basements with Kenny Ken on the main floor, and then you know, uh, or something like that. We had some excellent DJs there during that, you know, that that sort of feet under the table time, I call it, uh, because we did have it very easy for quite a few years. Yeah, no, because you'd built up to that, though. I mean, yeah, it's taken you a while to get to that perfect system that didn't need yeah. you in there 24-7 because that, that's the ideal situation for us all. We all spent, like when you were saying that you was painting those walls, uh, Joe, yeah. that's what we were doing. See Side Road. I don't know if you ever came to Side Road. Yes, but... I went to New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, excellent, mate. And it's like, that's that building, though. We spent probably massive. two, three weeks in that building, mate. Uh, every every day we were in there. realise how big it was. Massive. It, and I was trying to show people, like, that floor, they had three of those floors. <laughs> it was quite incredible, you know? And so I understand when you say that, you know, you spent all that time in that building, when he gave you those keys, you spent all that time, a lot of the time, just you, one of your mates, just, you know, a couple of spliffs, bit of music on a ghetto blaster and bashing it out. You know, that's what we had to do. And, and that whole DIY culture, Joe, I feel like that's how it was for all of us. You know, none of us yeah, really, of you know, none of us really was thinking about putting investment or putting in money to parties or anything like that. At our Side Road, all of the backdrops we'd nicked from building sites, you know, we had giant Christmas tree we'd nicked. We'd nicked basically most of the stuff. You know, and we, well, we, that's how you did that's you know, that's how it was. You did yeah. what you had to do. Yeah, it was um, DIY, mate, you know. So I completely understand the journey and I wouldn't have done it any other way, mate, because I no. guess we would have done it a bit differently had we had, you know, had that investment. And and again, Joe, had you actually staged parties before you started doing the parties? I mean, I know nah. you was doing the security. So again, this is a completely new career nah. for you, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, you know? same again. I've, you know, it, you know yeah. there were times when you could say that, yes, you know, we were naive without a doubt. Sure. You know, um, the, the, the uh, Mervyn when he told us his his name was Jazzy M, and he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bless him, 
<laughs> and then when I go up the West End and I'm putting some flies in the shop and the geezer behind a ramp comes out and says, well, you got me on your fly. Yeah, so yeah. threw me out of his shop. No but way. Yeah. You know, them sort of things. And that, was, and, and that was Jazzy M, LWR Jazzy M, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we, we um, yeah, yeah, no, because as you know, there was a Jazzy M in and, East London. Yeah, so and Jazzy M, who we, we both we know them both. Yeah, yeah, totally, mate. Yeah. And so no, I guess no. everyone had to differentiate, like, yeah, you know, Jazzy M, LWR. You, you or, yeah, yeah, totally. Mate. <laughs> and so, I mean, you obviously as well, I mean, you you had bands such as Prodigy, you know, who came in. They, yeah. I mean, they 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 done few shows at your gaff, didn't they? And the PAs, especially in their early days. Yeah, they did. Um, they did three there to start with. We oh. threw them in on a Friday night because I um, mean, same again, a mad story. We'd noticed this little group of people. You know, they were you know obviously all together. Um, there were two of them who had those black and white diamond things on. Uh, Keith was one of them, and it was a bird called Joe. And we got to sort of know them. Ziggy was one of them. You know, Go Liam. On. Yeah, um, I know Joe Keith. too. So consequently, they were there, and you know, I was quite taken with Joe. And she was one of the dancers there and what have you. And Go then when Ziggy, when Ziggy approached me, I was like quite on one. I like these people. And I had this thing about dance for a DJ, but I, I quite like that. So, yeah. you know, the fact that there was someone from the club, one of the punters, whatever you want to call it, who was going to do something for the club, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. You know, Nice. When, You'll give them a platform we, for sure. Yeah. I mean, those early years, we couldn't afford Fabio and Groove. I'd yeah. love to have done I ended up, I, I've got my mates, Ginge. I said, well, you're called Ginge. Adrian, you're called Adrian H. Vinyl, you're called Vinyl Matt. Excellent, That's what son. we did. Excellent. That's how it started. Excellent. You know, I couldn't, and I, I've got all of that. I've probably got every DJ on the night for probably half of what it would have cost me to get one of the names at the time. I would love to have had, you know, yeah. Eddie Richards or Danny Ramplin or something, but it just, you know, that's how it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, crazy time. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have Ramplin either. I mean, yeah, we had Febo and Groove, but... And if you remember, I mean, when we first started doing parties, we um, it, we didn't even name DJs or flyers. I mean, that 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 became something, didn't it? A superstar yeah, DJ thing right. that built because we just would say yeah. top DJs. And the fact that's is, right. it didn't matter who played the music. It didn't matter if you could mix oh, or we've not. We've got flyers with no yeah. DJ names. Exactly, on them. mate. Some where you might have one or two. And same, and they were some of the best parties as well that we'd had. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so it was the name on the flyer as opposed yeah. to who was playing, wasn't it? Totally, mate. And and so the prodigy days, mate. So so you had so had these you know these young kids, you know. You, Ziggy you approached up, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, Ziggy approached me one night. Um, I knew instantly, you know, he was trying to blag him a slot. Um, I, I wasn't really too sure about that. We'd had one or two PAs. They were not great. They never seemed to work out how you'd expect them to. Um, certainly sure. we hadn't had anything that had taken the roof off as such um, but then you know okay and I was quite smitten with Joe. I've got to be honest I don't know whether the prodigy would have got their gig had it not been for her but yeah, what, for whatever reason Ziggy approaches me and I, I remember saying at the time and there was Ziggy I, I think it might have been Keith I'm certainly sure there was a couple of others I said well how much is this all going to cost me because you ain't going to do it for nothing he went, well, 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 there's four of us and there's four dancers. You won't regret it. And um, I said, I'll give you 10 reach. Because in my head, I booked it with eight of them. That's 80 quid. I'll give you 10 reach. Yeah. And they've had it. He's took it. Grandson. He's gone all right. And, and I remember through the That's week, nuts, mate. Because what you're talking about here, mate, you're talking about Prodigy, mate. One of the first events they ever got paid for, 80 quid, mate. That's a classic story, man. And that's how it come about. And that is the 100% truth. 
You know, um, God, all through the week, I was saying to Sue, I've dropped a bollock here with these, and I, you know, what I, mean? I was thinking that if they come on and trash it, I'm in trouble. I'm going to get slaughtered. Yeah, because um, at the end of the day, because you're not thinking these kids are going to come and do an amazing show. You're thinking, mate, I've done 80 quid here. Right? <laughs> you know, when you, you know, when you, when you come across saying, you know, don't you? Yeah, mate. You look at saying, and you, it's, you know, whether it's a DJ, or a singer, whatever, you know, when they, kicked off there and I was aware that Maxim had only just turned up that night I, you know I knew about Liam and Keith and, and Leroy had had a little you know time together but that was Maxie's first night and to turn up and do that in a place that you know really not overly well known and they did they, they, they smashed it that's the only thing I can say I've never seen a DJ do that in quite the same way where they had everyone jumping, throwing shit up in the air, making wow. the blowing and whistle, all the mad stuff, first attempt. Wow, Don't mate. happen. Yeah, So we've sure. had them back. We've had them back. I think the, the next one, I'll give them a tour. And the one after that, I think I'll give them a tour. And then we had them, then there was a bit of a gap. We had yep. them back again. At, we had them back at Tottenham Sports and Leisure. They jumped nice. a bit down. It was about, they jumped up by, a few months had gone by. It was 800 quid then. God, because uh, now they're having some success now. Now they're getting well known, and I think they came back in homage. Just they just come back in homage at one of your gigs. Yeah, they turned up outside and sat across the road in a roller. That was four aces. God, sad. Yeah, Newton, Newton phoned us up and said they're across the road with the window open, smoking joints, looking out across the road at the club. God, and yeah, little things like that, mate. You know, and it, but uh, the 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 uh, cream on the cake, whatever you want to call it, the fifth birthday. October 1993, Bagley's, thousands wow. in there. Massive, they massive building. Wow. So they came They're to Bagley's. Fantastic, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. We filled Bagley's up, mate. Wow. We took the absolute again at Bagley's. There were people climbing over roofs, across rivers and things to get there. Wow. So, yeah, we had to close it all up at two o'clock. It was one of them that you can only wow. dream of. Excellent, and, uh, mate. And that is a really big venue. Really um, big venue, uh, and I imagine that, having that lockdown as well. That must have been quite yeah. exciting, man. Yeah, full, full house at Bagley. Yeah, I did six Doors parties. Shut. There. That was the, yeah, that was the only one that had the full house. The others had two or three thousand, but this was wow. ramo. I can imagine and, that yeah, tragedy. Wow. I'd even, I'd even say dangerous. Yeah. It was, it was every yeah. bit of it was a mosh pit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mate. Oh, it was. You, that's you had to nuts. struggle to get up and downstairs and things like that. Reminds you of those and punk yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Was um, it, the night just seemed to disappear? It's one of the nights, so it just seemed to bang. And it was gone. Yeah, mate. And then the memory just lives on forever. And it's just really nuts, isn't it, Joe? Because when we met, you know, eighty-eight, eighty-nine, you know, we never think that we'd be locked into each other's future forever that's just nuts isn't it mate you know and as i often i know mate i often look at you and i look at tony and jarvis and you know tintin and and and, you know jeremy and loads of other people you know included in that as well and it's like it's nuts that we are all locked into one another's consciousness forever and then when we all met if someone said you know you lot are going to be talking about this sort of stuff you know 32 years later you know you're all still going to be friends You'd be like, oh, I'm never even going to see any of these people ever again. What are you talking about? And yeah, yeah he, no, look, I, I love it. Well, I bumped yeah, into, uh, last year, last year I bumped into Jarvis at Transmission. 
Yeah. Uh, it was lovely to see him. That's the first time I'd seen him for a long time. I went, I went to um, one of his first, if not the first, biology down at the Snooker Hall in Creek Road, um, Greenwich. Yeah, that uh, was with um, the fight, Tyson and Bruno fight. That's where it, was, it, was, yeah, it yeah. wasn't that one, but it was about yeah, that yeah. time. And yeah, I yeah. remember you, that that was the first time they'd staged that stuff, hadn't it? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Which was an odd combination day, as well, wasn't it? It was an odd combination, you know, that, that you had you know, the fight, you know, at this party that we all get off our heads on taking this love drug. <laughs> but we're going to watch this heavyweight title fight, which just shows you the impact of Tyson, to be fair to the fella. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it Bruno? Bruno yeah, yeah. Tyson, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Bruno and Tyson. Yeah, because I was gutted that I was going to miss that fight myself, you know. And because we had a party the same night. In fact, we had a party in that venue that I mentioned earlier, like that aerodrome type thing. Right. And it snowed that night as well. And I ended up doing a butterfly dive onto a crowd of people from this line of police in riot gear. They all they kind of tried to grab me, you know, and I've done a dive and they all got me away from the line. It was just amazing, brother, you know. And then we were all standing there. Yeah, and then we opened the door and it was just like, you know, a massive, massive door, you know, and then we slid the door open and there was about, probably about 40 policemen standing there and it was snowing on top of their uniforms. And in the warehouse, there was probably about, I don't know, a thousand people because it was still quite early. There was about a thousand people and we all just stood there in silence. And, you know, and the police were in silence and we just stood there. It was probably only for about 10, 20 seconds, but it seemed like a lot longer, you know. And then suddenly the policeman was like, there's no party going on here. And everyone kind of just laughed. And then they just shut the door and was like, no, mate, you're going to have to wait for us to leave now. And and we had the party, obviously, you know, but incredible time, incredible, incredible memories. And then so 93. So now so you've now you're actually on the road now. Now you're going to different venues. Because is this the same kind of time when you was doing rock here and Yeah, but it yeah. never stopped. It just didn't yeah. stop. It was one thing. After because by another. then there was a lot of licensed venues, we should point that out. Yeah. So there was licensed yeah. venues. So you were doing that route. You was going to like licensed we, venues. We, Tesco Tesco warehouse in Plumstead was Yeah. Doing. Yeah. See, I never um, got to go there. What was that warehouse like? Was, I remember the flyers. It was, you know, it, it, it was a bit like you know what? It was a bit like Ferry Lane. Yeah, uh, slightly smaller, but you yeah. had an outside area like Ferry Lane that was fenced, so you could go out and stuff like that. You could. It was difficult to have a second sound out there, so we used to put one out in a tent. Okay. So yeah, we could yeah. have the hardcore inside and, and the one out there. Nice. Um, I did every picture tells a story there. I did the first two desires there. Um, because it was, it was labyrinth desire before the split yeah. or after the split then, you because know, yeah because obviously what you're what you're talking about there is you obviously did a, a few collaborations with different teams as well didn't you yes desire yes, i mean but before you did the desires was you doing um 2008 d phil yeah yeah so phil had come in and, as, as a partner we worked together for a couple of years yeah um it, it wasn't a bad time um, yeah i remember 2008 d I, I think they've I think Phil was doing parties before me, but I always I remember. Think, yeah, I always remember. Am I right there? I mean, you might know. No, he's, uh, I think Phil's first party was September 89. Okay, it's really weird because when I met Phil, um, I just, the, the brand, 2000 AD, I remember his flyers, those long, thin flyers. You remember them? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I've got Yeah, and, and I don't know why. I always thought that he was doing parties before, before I was because... Because it, because immediately he no, had, he had I, that respect, I, yeah. I think you you were, okay. you know, if I remember rightly, you were in November. Yeah, so yeah. I think you're pretty much in front. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not 100 sure, but I'm, I'm pretty. You know, I think it was September '89 when he kicked it off. Sure. So, and, so, uh, so yeah. you started these collaborations. So you started. You did your 2000 ADs again. 2000 AD. He got a lot of respect quite quickly as well, didn't he, Phil? Yeah, but and, then you know, we did the. We started Desire. And then Desire, uh, and so let's talk about that for a second. So Desire, again, that was Phil. So Desire was Phil on you, was it? Yeah, it was me and Phil that started Desire. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and let's I've just talk about Desire. Yeah, like your yeah. demographic was different. Cause this was like, was it Jungle Night Desire or, or Drum and Bass Desire? What? No, how? I can't okay. I can't honestly say it was like that okay. in terms of how we planned it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we'd done every picture tells a story already. But that was mine. Yeah, which so was really I, nice. I think, that was a really nice a, a series of yeah. events as well. Because you did, you did, these, you had this flyer, uh, and it had every picture tells a story. Because people will remember these flyers, Joe. You know, and yeah, it said every every picture tells a story. And then you had these pictures from the parties you did, and they were always that's exciting. It. You know, that's your your flyers were always collectible, especially that every picture tells a story. Series. I can't believe what they're changing hands for. Yeah, it's nuts in it, I'm Joe, done. mate. Wow, it's nuts. You know what I mean? I got contacted the other day and so on. I think they sold a Genesis fly for 250 quid. Yes. Yeah. Some of your early ones yeah, are, are it's right nuts, up there. Mate. It's nuts, yeah. mate. And so, yeah, so that every picture tells a story um, series. So you've done that. And so that was just you. That was just Labyrinth, was it? Yeah, that was yeah. me. Yeah. But, what, but, but what came out of that, we'd done, um, I'd started doing every picture tells a story on some of the nights at Labyrinth 12 Dawson Lane. Uh, it had gone really, really well. So, you know what? Let's try one. We'll try the Tasco. Gone really, really well. Yeah. Uh, we also did Tottenham Sports and Leisure Centre. We also did Wonderland Arena. Done a couple yeah, of Yeah, yeah, the Wonderland. Really, Neville, really, was it? Neville. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. went well. Old, old Jamaican geezer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> You know, really, really done well there. That was but good. Then, that uh, was a good little venue, Wonderland. That was on Leebridge Road. That was on the same road it. as the dungeons for a lot of people who don't might not know. But yeah. Yeah, that that was great. But then I I think um, Phil wanted his own rave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Phil picked the name Desire, not me. Sure. Um, and although it was a joint financial and collaboration wise operation, the first two were done. Labyrinth 2000 AD presents Desire. Yeah. But then we'd had the you know the partner the waves. Sure. And. Um, he went off and took Desire, which was, you know, with our blessing. Sure. And, and I um, guess to him, it's like, mate, you got Labyrinth, mate. Just let me jog on with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It yeah, was yeah. Quite, you know, we'd, we'd fallen out over whatever. It was quite obvious that we couldn't work anymore together. So consequently, we decided we'd part our way, go different ways. Sure. Um, it, it would have been wrong for Phil to have left there with nothing. Yeah. So when Phil yeah. left from 12 Boston Lane, it was with our blessing as well that Desire went with him. That's sure. fine. I've no problem with that whatsoever. I've no claims to yeah. it whatsoever. I'm and he went on to had great success with that too, didn't yeah, he? he had, yeah, he had quite a few good yeah. parties with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, why not? Absolutely. Totally, mate. So so, so yeah. now, you're, we're like, how many decades in are you now? It's like, it must be, is it like, like 15 years? Yeah, it's like 15 years in or something like that now. No, so that, I think you're about seven or eight years in. It's about seven or eight years in now. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. you know, you know, we were, you know, the venues just kept popping up. You know, yeah. you know, we were at the Rocket, we did quite a few there. We were at Bagley's, we did six there. Wow. Uh, we did the Astoria. Um, you did Astoria, yeah? Yeah, done Astoria. Nice. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, Astoria, 
Mr. Mate, they trashed it. They oh. absolutely trashed it. They let them up the circle with the nice tables Ooh. and the lamps with the blood. They trashed it. Because you only want to dance. You want to dance at the tables, don't you? <laughs> I filled the place up. I walked out yeah. for 500 quid. Yeah, I hate when that happens. Joe. Damages. Yeah, I Damages. hate when that happens, mate. I hate when that happens. Smash, they wrecked yeah. it. The toilets were in bits. It was just got absolute. It's the most destructive part we've ever done. Was the story the most expensive? Yeah, yeah. I come yeah. out here five hundred quid for a full house, mate. I hate that. It's, ha it's happened to me, mate. I hate that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, so, mate. So it's like. So now, so you've come, you've, you've done your story apart. You've come out with five hundred quid. Everyone thinks you're rich. Oh, every time, yeah, every right, time, you know. every you know, and, and then you know, it's uh, it's not the easiest game in the world. I, I, I think people yeah. lose track of you know, if you pay everyone, and you you know you you cover everything that you're supposed to. Yeah, the difference between what you used to get and what you were getting certainly mid to late nineties, completely different. Completely, completely different yeah I it mean, started to level off you know places in the middle of nowhere we're getting late licenses so you consequently yeah. your numbers yeah, started yeah, to, very you know, competitive and, and mm. i'll be i'll be perfectly honest with you um towards the end not all the nights were you know full up and full houses and stuff like that you really did have to graph for it we tried yeah. any number of different names you know we put every picture tells a story back we invented a thing called dmb you know we just tried to you know, keep reinventing it in the way that we sure. had before. Sure. But, um, yeah. Well, it was difficult. Like time. you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said that it was licenses have been given out everywhere now. Yeah. So there was so yeah. much, so many more options for people to go out. And, yeah. you know, where a lot of people used to have come from out of London to go to, to Labyrinth now, they're just going locally, aren't they? Just down the road type oh, thing. You, you could go out in Maidstone, Aldershot, yeah. you know, Berkshire, places, places that, you know, a few years early, unheard of. Yeah. And now, it was like you know, Sharon and Trevor's and, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Rhythm Station got a late license. This one got, they all started getting them, you know, and yeah. um, people started getting into the, 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 the new way, as it were. Um, but then we already had the problem of the Acne Council by then. They'd already reared their head and they'd obviously made it very clear that they wanted us out of there. Um, yeah. Such a shame. And, and by there, yeah, we're talking it, about four aces, you know. Yes, yes, yeah. four aces, yeah. Yeah, well, we didn't leave there till New Year's Eve night, 97, 98. But first, oops, I'm sorry, I banged into the mic there. Uh, but first, I mean, you didn't just give up just like that. There was a massive oh, no, campaign. We, you tried to save yeah. the building. and Yeah. There was a yeah, massive thing, had, wasn't there? But we had someone from um, who used to go to the club who worked at the council, worked at the council. And, we, you know, we were, we were getting on with our campaign, da 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 and then someone phones up, oh, I need to come and talk to you. I was like to show you. Okay. And this is way before there was a decision made, certainly a, you know, a public decision. Sure. And they come and came to see me and Sue. They'd already named, I, I knew it was going to be called Labyrinth Towers. Six wow. months before, six months before it was even decided that they were even wow. going to go ahead. That's impressive, Joe, man. That is so impressive, mate. Well, it's, it's, it's in the, it's in the, I mean, I've got the footage. It's unbelievable. Mate, um, that is impressive. It happened. Um, that is impressive, we knew, Joe. We knew that they were going to call it Labyrinth Towers. We knew wow. that they were going to call it Collins, Collins Tower. And we knew that they were going to call it Dunbar Tower. Wow. And, um, that is amazing, Joe. Now, so just so we can just put this in people's heads, yeah. They knocked down 
after a massive campaign to try and stop them from knocking down four aces because of all of its history and everything yeah. else, they've knocked it down. They've <laughs> done that part. But they've built some towers, some beautiful high-end apartment block there, and they've luxury. named one luxury apartments, and they've yeah. named one of the blocks Labyrinth. I mean, Labyrinth Towers. Now, the fact yeah. is, you know, they haven't named any streets after Sunrise or Energy or Genesis. They haven't named any buildings after any of us. So to know. I don't know, same again. I don't know whether I laugh or cry. Well, to yeah, know yeah, that you've you got, this, a, you got a, a tower block, a luxury tower, uh, apartment yeah. block named after Labyrinth, named after something you dreamed up in your bedroom. You're not an architect. <laughs> dreamed up and uh, that's yeah, amazing it, Joey. It, yeah i've been around it, it, it's quite strange i went around there and i buzzed up number 12 and God. asked if they were open and ah uh, but it was uh it's quite because strange. is that what number is that what number four aces was number 12 12 Dawson Lake. right i wondered why you're not 12 yeah go on yeah so. no we went we done we've we done some filming around there a little while ago and um, nice i've been around i've been around there a few it's very emotional yeah, but she spent uh, how many years? Eight years in there? Was it eight eight years there, yeah? Eight years yeah. in there, mate. You know, all that emotions, the good times, the bad times, the stressful times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh eight parties uh, a month. Wow, 12 months mate. it's you know in, in it's a lot of enough. DJs, mate. A lot of DJs owe you quite a lot. I mean, you put a lot of people on your platform, Joe. Especially like up and coming DJs, emerging DJs that no one had even heard of before. You know, you gave well, yeah, them a you know, it, it was, um, I mean, I'd love to say it was all down to, you know, um, <laughs> thinking about my fellow DJ friends and stuff. But <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you, sometimes it was down to finance. Yeah. And, um, but that's know, how it is. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a collaboration at the end of the day between a promoter and a DJ, isn't it? And it's like, okay, I'm, yeah. I, you know, I can't pay you much money, but, you know. But it, it, it was it was slightly different. These were my friends. I mean, Mark Daltrey, Jinju, who lived opposite me in Blackwood House, God bless him, he's gone now. Um, it was my mate who I knocked about with. You know, Adrian, yeah. you know, we used to go to Strawberry Sweatshop. And, you know, he, he mentioned to me that he wanted to try some DJing. That was that. That was it. Yeah. You know, um, do you remember Greg and Ivor, the two brothers? I think I know the name. I think I know the name. Greg and Ivor, they lived uh, behind Bethnal Green Fire Station. They weren't DJs, but they yeah. had some records. Go on. You know, uh, Mervyn from over Paul for Music, who's now, yeah. you know, um, still playing now. Um, you know, we blagged him because totally, they were local, local, you know, that we knew them, as it were. Legends and, uh, as well. I mean, Mervyn's legend in the game. Yeah, he's, yeah they're, they're, nearly all of them. I mean, Bumpy's yeah, done mate. well. Yeah, uh, mate. You know, Kenny Ken, all of them, they've done really Amazingly well. fantastic. Yeah. And that's the thing that these, the DJs that we're talking about, most of these DJs, you know, they're world leaders in the genres of that they're playing in today. They're world leaders. Yeah. So, and that was now their early. Well. Yeah. I mean, Prodigy, Prodigy stole their light, if you want to call it that. Yeah. It's been the most successful thing that's come out of there in terms of labyrinth wise. But um, just that building now, you know, what, what, yeah, what, what mate. the history that goes with it, you know, Rod Stewart playing the mouth organ in the basement, Mark, Mark Boland going there, wow. you know, grab a bit. Um, on, all son. sorts of stories. Benny King, you know, Desmond Decker. Mate, and, uh, and I, look, I, I and you're linked to that now. That's mad, uh, mate. Uh, that's, and uh, do you know what? If and have I you seen the plaque on there, Joe? Have you seen that smiley face plaque on there? No. A friend of mine is an artist, subvertiser. I'll give him a little plug there. He um he, cr he created these plaques, which were basically called like English hedonists. 
and they were celebrating people that had, you know, like the blue plaques that are on buildings. And yeah, they celebrate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these plaques are basically celebrating where big things happened. And he, he sent me one and he actually I actually spoke to him one day and he said, oh, I'm just on my way to put one on the Labyrinth building. And so it's actually still there. So there's actually a plaque on there. I'm going to go and find it. Yeah. You can I'm actually buy them from his website as well. Subvertiser, his name is. Oh, it's, oh, it's really cool. I know you'd like it, Joe. It's really cool, mate. You know, and it's a bit of vinyl. And if you go to, if you're outside on um, Dawson Road, High Road there, yeah. whatever that road's called, if you're on that road a, there. You know, it's a, an empty library now. You know that. Is it empty, is it? Yeah, well, it, stood after, yeah. it stood there for six or seven years after we left. They did outrageous. nothing with it. Yeah. Outrageous. And then when they did, they built the blocks of flats, which is fine. They've sold them. But yeah. the actual commercial premises at the front of the building, they sat empty for six years. Mate, it's outrageous, isn't it? It's outra- no, it's just- outrageous. Well, it's actually at the front of that building where the plaque is. It's the size of a uh, vinyl, 12 inch. And it's just at the front in the corner, mate. You should have, 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 have a look, it. mate. I'll have a look. What I'll do is I'll send you um, a picture so you know what to look for you know and i'll send you a link to his website as well but but joe mate you got a building in the hackney named after something that you dreamed up in your bedroom mate that is nuts yeah joe. It's, uh, it's uh yeah i'm honored don't get me wrong yeah mate that's nuts you know, it's, i know i know what it means but it's not really for me to sort of you know what yeah, I mean? mate, i'll blow uh, your trumpet mate i'll blow your trumpet I'm, don't I'm worry happy. brother yeah I'm mate. Happy. you know what i mean that that tells me that it's uh it ain't never ever getting forgotten yeah never being forgotten mate that's nuts and Labyrinth you know in- that's mate. the club that used to be where that building is and i did i had front and back so that's that is it. nuts yeah you had the gaff mate you had the gaff you know you had the keys to the gaff <laughs> and so uh... and so when you look at what's going on today because obviously this the the podcast is being recorded in 2020 late in 2020 and you know we've got all these covid restrictions have you seen any of the proposed or any of the videos of of self-isolated raves yet have you seen any i've seen a couple Um, unfortunately i have yeah i couldn't actually i couldn't actually believe what i was actually seeing joe you know because one i thought one of one of the videos i saw on facebook i thought it was like a joke i thought and it was this dj was playing and he was getting mad and then everyone has to sit down and they had a serious yeah and you had a load of geezers and they had no tops on and they were just getting yeah. mad. And I just thought, this looks so weird. And then I saw that other yeah. one where they were in a massive marquee. And you had uh, the one who did Let Me Be Your Fantasy. She did a PA. But they had people in like these little boxes. But I mean, there was only like, you know, about 10 different sectioned out bits in the front. And I just looked at her and I just think it's it's quite weird seeing it like that. You it's, know? Um, for me, it's purgatory. Yeah. Um, I... I I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you. There's a bit of this in you as well. What we went through all those years ago, sure. Because we we didn't want to go and sit in the local mecca with all the carpet and chrome, having you know penguin suits turn around and tell totally. us what we could and couldn't do. So you know, we we took it upon ourselves to, in a lot of cases, break the law to uphold our law. Yeah. So consequently, we could party with freedom to express ourselves, do our own shit in the way we want to do it. And, you know, for, for me, I feel that I always try to uphold that camaraderie, that feeling, that way of life that we created. Yeah, me too. When I see, that, too. When I see that now, sheep pen parties, where yeah. you've got to put your hand sheep up pen. if you want to go to the toilet. 
Mate. Can I go to the toilet, please? Are you having a, a, a pardon? Unbelievable. I spoke to some people, you know, they would they told me that if you tried to leave the pen, you would be thrown out. No if you way. tried to dance, you would be thrown. Now, if that is the case. I think that is the case, people, Joe. I think that's the case, mate. Because the ones that I well, saw, a couple of people they jumped up to do a dance and security came straight on them and made them sit down. Then 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 with me that would do same yeah. happen. Yeah, I'm I just could, like, mate. I'd only I'd only go to one of them. Um, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. you know it's 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 i don't know don't get it yeah. if you're gonna have a dance party where do tables and chairs come in that you can't get up from yeah yeah it's I a weird it's a I weird situation because people obviously there's loads of promoters that we know as well that are they're going to carry on and they're going to do these but parties. That's, that's their choice and yeah under these conditions that. and you're like you know i'm not taking anything away and neither are you we're not taking anything away from any of these promoters who make that decision that that's what they're going to do. It's a different thing to me, and I but don't want to. To do us, it. coming from where we're coming from, it seems quite yeah. alien. Even though there are some people that came from where we came from and they're doing it, but it's you know it's neither here nor there. I just feel like I don't know. Maybe with technology involved as well, you know, augmented something in the box with you, or I don't know. But I, I think it's an odd situation. Um... Yeah. I don't think we're ready to comply yet. I no. think that's not quite the way. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry yeah. that we've all got to stay in. Yeah. It's, believe me, I would love to go out and slide down the wall at six in the morning. There's course, nothing I'd dream more of. Course, but Sam. I'm sure I'm sure we have to wait a little while longer and do things correctly. Yeah. I think if we allow ourselves to be caught in this trap of tables and sheet pens, we have the possibility of never really yeah. returning to the way that's, we were. Yeah, that's and gonna predict the whole that. future of things. Yeah, for I don't sure. Risk that. Yeah. Um, it will drive it underground. People who I know already are inviting me to events. Yeah, and me. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 that's what I'm saying. So it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's going to, think... and it seems like it's going to be bigger than before, but not in terms yeah. of emotion, because people try and say, because I've mentioned it on the podcast before, that, that I had a few different uh, journalists contact me saying that, you know, we're currently going through the third summer of love in London. And it's like, no, what we're, what we're saying is we're not saying there's going to be a third summer of love and we're not saying that it's going to have the same impact as what it had during Acid House. What we're saying is there's still going to be a load of illegal parties. You know? Without a doubt. Without any shadow of a doubt. Um, maybe not until, you know, sort of April or May. Um, I've heard of, of quite a, a possible big event at Christmas, um, maybe New Year. Wow. But, Dave, again, it's, um, you know, we had to go through a lot in... Yeah. terms of you know police gangsters councils property owners you know i never used to think nothing of crawling through a window with a screwdriver and a set of bolt croppers yeah and and, and Those if that's are the, days. the way it has to go if that's how it has to go fine the only downside is is covid you yeah. know if, if you're going to have people at a party and are going to get ill that's wrong and so, can you imagine what they would do to you as the promoter you know if a, load, if, a, if a load of 10 people at an illegal party said they got it at your party i, I bet they, i bet yeah. they're in, they might be get might get like murder charges or you know some massive right, it, charges it, you know yeah yeah well circumstantial yeah uh, you know legal um, problems can come from that without a doubt totally because you um, remember when in when um I think it was like nineteen ninety or I, actually probably later than that in the mid nineties when the whole Ray thing really kicked off in the states yeah what the police did is they were using these crack laws to close down all the parties and confiscate the buildings from the owners. So what they were saying was, like these crack laws, I'm not quite sure what they were, but as far as what I can 
make out that these party whoops oh, i thought i lost the signal yeah so these parties uh these crack houses anywhere they were selling crack the the police had found a way they've changed the laws that they can actually confiscate the building so that's they've, they've changed the laws again here yeah yeah, yeah. So they could confiscate the building, yeah? So then, so they used, and that was early on in the 80s. So in the mid-90s, when people were doing parties, they were, like, making sure that they were uh, putting these crack laws on the raves as well. And that, so that kind of killed it for a lot of party promoters. But they did that to here too, yeah? Oh, yeah, in recent times, they've changed the laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I found um, a story... Uh, where two DJs had been um, stopped at a party a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, they did what they would have done over the years. They just, you know, the music stopped. They'll just stand there and let the police do what they've got to do. And then they can, everyone can go home. But apparently the two DJs, someone selling cans of Coke and hot dogs, all got 10 grand on the spot fines. Wow, um, dude. A lot, a lot of people. Now, now all, the, all that you have to do now is be involved. Yeah. If you're involved, conspiracy, you're yeah, good. yeah, yeah, and that's a lot tougher than how they yeah. changed it for us. Um, so I don't know how they're going to get around it, but personally speaking, I don't really want to do any of these, like you say, social distance things. If I can't give someone an hug and, and spend five or ten minutes dancing around like a lunatic and slide down the wall because yeah. it's six in the morning, I ain't interested. No, neither am I. Um, yeah, yeah not... so I, I want what I had. I like what we did. Yeah, I've had thir thirty-two years of it. On, I son. do not want to sit at a table. Bah, ain't a bit of me. God, son, God, son. So, Joe, what do you do now? You like property development or something like that? Are you? Yeah, I look uh, you spend most of your time. Chelsea, yeah, yeah, yeah. Battersea, all around that area. Yeah, some God, amazing son. places that I look after. Some clients, a uh, penthouse. Nice. Um, some absolute. Some beautiful properties overlooking the Thames, nice. um, and I've I've spent the last eighteen, nineteen years sort of building that up, building a portfolio. Quite um, Well, it's it's I'm happy now. It's not my portfolio. I, I work for a you know I work for two people to be honest with you, and sure. um, I'm I'm very very happy what I do. Um, you know, I run my own music um, situation as well at the moment. Or something. Well, you've, what you got like a record label or something? No, no, I, 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 I buy and sell a lot of tunes. Um, okay, like, go on, son. Like vinyl? Um, yes, vinyl, yeah? Yes, go yes. on, son. My sister and, does um, a bit of that too. <laughs> well, we've got the... Um, and we've got the orphanage in, in, in Africa. That nice, we, um, mate. I've got some stuff going this week where we have a football nice. team in Dodua, Guyana, where we support. Nice, and, um, Joe. They're now in a league... And we've wow. gone from one one football team to three or four football teams. These these are these were babies at my mate. My mate uh, was the manager of Dennis Brown, the reggae singer. Yeah, yeah. Warren Yeboah. Yeah, man. Go and on, after son. Dennis Brown passed away, um, he bought a hotel and a load of land in Africa. And he said he was walking around it and he found a barn and it was all locked up. And when he actually found out what was going on in this barn, it was an old woman, Beatrice, with all these kids that she looked after. Wow. And consequently, um, they had nothing. Some of them got AIDS, no parents, no mums, no dads, no this, no that. And, you know, look, I didn't go out of my way. He just told me about it and saying, clicked. Yeah, mate. Next thing I know, we're getting barrels, we're getting plasters, we're getting, you know, football kits, football boots, football nice. shirts. This. So now we have we have the orphans who are the, the babies, and we also have the Dodua football team. 
and tomorrow I'm dropping off two barrels. They're on their way. No way, mate. Ah, oh, Joe, so, nice yeah, one, mate. Great work, that's man. That side of it. I'm, I'm trying to um, direct trying to action. That's I'm what I like. Here. Yeah, I like that, man. Direct action as well. So you're not just giving money to an organisation and not they, at all. Yeah, I mean, and they you know, spend it on that. Labyrinth people have contributed to it. I've done a few collections over the years <laughs> on me. the Labyrinth pages, and uh, nice, I'll get loads of stuff. I'll send them anything, toys. Yeah, medical, nice, brother. Football, anything that, you know, because they ain't got nothing. Totally, mate. Totally, mate. That's so nice, mate. That's so, it's honestly pat on the back, brother. You know, that's, that's good That's work. enough for me at the moment. That's what good I'm doing work. at the moment. Yeah, um, mate. You know, trying to get through COVID like everyone else. And that's the thing now, we're trying to get through the COVID thing. And I mean, what do you think? Do you think, well, I can't, we've kind of already answered it, I guess. If we accept, if we accept the terms that are happening, no, neither do I. And like what you said, if we accept uh, the terms of our licensing terms now, then it is going to be difficult to get back to that no, no dividers, you know, no uh, self isolation. Yeah. It's going to be so difficult. I, I, I think it's going to be all the two or three years, possibly more, because yeah. I don't think we're going to be safe until we have a vaccine, yeah, or some type of a prevention vaccine, if not the full vaccine. Sure. You know, we need a vaccine that lowers down, you know, what it does to you, as it were, uh, at the very least. And then sure. I think we can all walk through. Other than that, you know, people are going to have to, you know, come out with some pretty inventive masks that are going to really, you know, save people's lives. At the moment, a lot sure. of the masks that I see are flying about. Them, they, you know, but they're not fit no for purpose, answer. are they? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you have a really good mask, you look like a saying out of, you know, you know, look, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't Sci-fi. Look good. Yeah, great, yeah. Yes, you know, Cyberman or something, you know. Yeah. And um, so I'm not sure what the answer is, but yeah. for me, tables, sheet pens, not a bit of me. Not doing it. So the future for Labyrinth then, if that all goes Literally. away, um, what do you think about doing month. like yeah, reunions and stuff? Wait. Oh, nice I one, can't Joe. Wait. I just, just chomping at the bit, mate. Yeah, it's doing mate. my nothing that I can't book somewhere. Yeah. Um, I had a great time down last year at um, the cause in Tottenham. We had a great night. Nice. The year before that at Brixton Electric, we had a great night. I need to do another party. It's nice. Just, um, and this is Labyrinth, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent, yeah, Joe. Excellent. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, uh, it's just over a year now since the last party. Go and on, that's son. far too long. Go that's on, far son. too long. And so, yeah, so I guess the, the one thing that you have got is a big build-up now, I guess. You can really build a part. This this party you're going to have sometime in the future at a date that no one at this point knows, at a venue so that nobody it. knows. That's a it's nice a, way to build it up, man. Yeah, it's it's a double edged coin because when this is over, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. The day the day after this nightmare is over, all us promoters we all start on a level playing field. Yeah, for sure, mate. Yeah, it's going to be like yeah, under starters' orders. Can't wait. <laughs> Starters Come orders, on. mate. Go on, Joe. Can't wait. So, Joe, I mean, just to wrap it up, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know how long we've been talking, but just to, just don't to, what's, what really, you, what, Andrew, brother, we should have, mate. And I mean, what is there anything that what really stands out to you, Joe? You know, over that period, over that period of ten years. But I mean, obviously, um, the the tower block, the luxury apartment block aside. But, I mean, what really stands out to you, Joe, is what, you know, really that you remember that you're going to carry with you forever? Well, it, some, we, while I was doing some research a little while ago, um, we were doing it with Channel 4. And, they, you know, we spoke, well, how long were you at Silver City? Well, we were at Silver City here. How long was you here? How long was you at eight years? How long was you at the Pleasure Room? Three years. 
We wow. worked it out. It's impressive. We worked it out. Well, do you know how many parties we've done? Go on. Labyrinth, Labyrinth has done over a thousand parties. Go on, son. I mean, and that's that, nuts, mate. That. And when I when I realised, and I looked at it, and I added it up, and I, and that you know when you wow. include zero zero, every picture tells a story. Yep. Desire, labyrinth, this yep. one, that one. Yeah. Land of a thousand dancers, mate. And wow. That, that for me is done. Yeah, mate. Mate, that's a foundation. That is a foundation right there. And it's through all the musical genres, Joe. And, you know, I've always had a lot of respect for you. Always. And the thing is, you can have respect for people, but not necessarily respect for what they've done. And and I've got complete respect for what you've done. I've got complete respect for how you've built Labyrinth, how you was in those days. You, you know, you've always been a really fair bloke. You know, whether or not you, you're up for a bargain or not, we're all up for bargains as promoters. You've always been a really fair bloke. You've always given people the platforms. And you've always been very much like me. If someone just comes and says, give me a chance, you're like, go on then. You know yourself. <laughs> yeah. You have it. Yeah. It's like, play me a tape. If I know you can do it, I'll give you a go. That's it. Yeah, mate. You got it. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. I know you're like that, Joe. And Everyone deserves their 15 minutes yeah, of fame. I totally agree, brother. And that's why you've got that respect. And that's why... You know, labyrinth. You, you could, in effect, go for another ten years, mate. You know, well, and I, I can imagine that. it. I imagine by then, mate, it might I'll be virtual raving. Yeah, but it might be virtual raving. Then you might, you won't even have to leave the gaff. Then I might get away with it. Then. <laughs> you won't have to leave the gaff. You know what I mean, mate? Can you imagine? You know. Yeah. But listen, Joe. No, honestly, mate, it's been really great having you on the show, man. And I know you. You know what? We've, we've hardly awesome. touched on anything. We've hardly touched, and that's why what we do is we revisit. So we revisit because you know what, mate. Anytime you want, mate. Listen, mate. Listen, I'll just show you this. I've got loads of questions. Yeah, I've got loads of questions. Yeah, I haven't asked none of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that we could go on. I haven't asked none no, of these questions. If you want to do an, this is no, all from my head, mate. Do another you know? one. Do another one. Oh, we will. We're definitely, we're definitely circle back, and we'll definitely do something again, Joe. So look, I'm going to let you go. Um, again, oh, let me, let me, let me get us to a. <laughs> so honestly, Joe, it's a, it's a pleasure talking to you, mate. And over the years, Bye, again, to think that we're going to be, we're cemented together forever. Do you know what I mean, mate? It's this amazing, and well, thanks for being on the show. Part of, it's now part yeah. of British musical culture, yeah. and you know yourself included, and Cheers. a few others from those early days. You know what yeah. I'm talking about, yeah, mate. We really, we really went out of our way, mate. We went out of our way, mate, and we worked hard, Absolutely. Joe. Yeah, and I always tell people, listen, mate, it was hard work. We loved no. it, but we worked. Anyone. Hard. Anyone yeah. who can put the police on their list of enemies has to yeah. work hard. Yeah, and 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 and, and that's the thing. What and the difference with us and you know and yourself, like us promoters, is that not only did we have to deal with the police, we had to deal with the public, and then we had to yeah. deal with the media, and then we had to yeah. fight against the breweries who was losing yeah. loads of money because yeah. no one's buying any alcohol. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we had, we had this battle on all fronts. You know, we were fighting them all at the same time, and we were all. Young lads, totally new to the game, totally fresh face, you know, totally believed in the system as we'd been grown to believe in it. And then suddenly that system turned against us, didn't it? Joe? Big time, mate. Yeah. You know, and so, but yeah. here we are, you know. So, again, I was gonna say, didn't we do well? Yeah, we've done well, mate. We're still smiling. Oh. You're still putting Come parties on. on. You've got a tower block named after you, mate. You know what I mean? So, well done, brother. And so, we Stay definitely would do this again, mate. Yeah. Anytime and listen, you want loads me. of love, brother, right, mate? I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for no, your service. Welcome. I'm going to no, start doing good. this. Thanks for your service, brother. Not at all, mate. Pleasure. Cheers, mate. All right, see you soon. Take Joe. care, brother. Thanks, man. Bye, mate.
Shut up, Mike. Do you think it's anything to do with a certain religion, do you think? No. Is there anything is like that? No, no, it's more to do no. with a kind of a drug, isn't it? It's a drug. Yeah, well, those that take it want to be, ought to be ashamed well. of themselves. there were thousands of empty ecstasy wrappers littering the floor of the 250-foot-long hangar. Drugs, sex, sensation. Some newspapers have called Acid House Music a sinister and evil cult which lures young people into drug-taking. The message is certainly getting across. The organizers kept the location secret until the very last moment, which was the main reason, according to the papers, where there were so few police here and they were unable to act. Drug-crazed kids, some as young as 12, boogied for eight hours yesterday at Britain's biggest ever ecstasy bash. The party took place here, infiltrated by reporters from the Mail and the Sun. There's, there's meant to be a drugs-related craze. What do you know about acid house music? It must affect the brain in some way. Unless it's just the music that Must've does been. it. Who All knows? them lights flashing don't do you any good either, do it? <laughs> I wouldn't even go in the uh, pub where them lights are. Oh, no, they drive no. you mad.